What's up, ladies and gentlemen of the internet? It's that time. It's Media Clash time, and we have been away for a while because I have been in and out of the hospital twice since we have recorded last. Had two surgeries on my leg, and uh, yeah, um, sitting at home depressed because your leg's fucked up is a real thing, so... We are now back at it, and we are going to talk about the stuff that we've watched and uh, the things that have been going on in entertainment since we last spoke. Um, First and foremost, uh, we always talk about what we're watching, what we're playing. I am playing, literally, it's in the background right now. I was playing uh, Need for Speed Unbound. Uh, Got it the week before it came out to the public. And uh, it's pretty good. I like the story. Um, it's kind of cool that you play uh, a kid in the foster system, and the girl that was living with you, like the, in your foster home, like your foster sister, gets caught up with some bad people, and she ends up helping them rob you in your foster dad's garage and steals all the cars and. It's like this revenge kind of trying to get back your car story. <clears throat> like I have some, I, I wish that some things were different. Like you start off and it's like pick one of these three wrecked cars to fix. And that's the car that ends up getting stolen. So it's supposed to have more meaning to you because you fixed this car up and she stole it. But one of them's a Dodge Charger, like a 69 Charger, which I can believe would be a junk piece of, you know, like a rusted out junker in the back of somebody's yard. Because, <clears throat> I mean, before, what, before Katrina, I mean, there was a guy down the road that had like five of them out in front of his house on St. Bernard Highway. And when I bought my vet, I was like, do I want to go find out if she wants to sell one of those or do I just want to go buy something I ain't got to do all that much work on? Uh, one of the other ones was a S15 Silva, which is a car we could never get in America, but it's in every Need for Speed game, so <clears throat> that's fine. And the third one's the most unbelievable one. It's a 25th anniversary Lamborghini Countach that was all fucked up. Now, I guess if you believe, oh, it was wrecked and whatever, and he had it in the back of the garage, like, you know, at the garage or whatever, Maybe. I think they could have done like where you could just pick any junker, like any cars like fucked up and then fix that up is to be the halo car that you're going after. Would have made more sense. But I don't know. It's a racing game. I like racing games. Did they say family or familia? So this all? is what's hilarious, right? The, the, the foster dad, the guy who owns the garage, He's basically raising these two as, as his kids, right? Wait a minute. Does one does the dad get murdered and, the, and he thinks the brother did it? No. That, okay. they, no, we're not going that far. But he's basically raising these two kids. You're, you're supposed to assume they're like their late teens, right? So 17, like around the time they would actually be old enough to go out on their own. Um, and they're working in the garage and then, you know, the girls, like one of the mechanics and stuff like that. And he keeps trying to impart on her. Like she just looks at it as another foster home 
Like she bounced around. She doesn't like, she thinks that this is a fault. And he keeps pound trying to pound in her head. Like, no, this garage is more than it. This is a fa Like you're in, this is a family. Like the, the, the boy or like your character is kind of like in it. Like he, like he sees this dude as like his father figure or whatever. He's happy in his life spot. The girl that plays just your, your sister is like completely miserable. Like she doesn't, she doesn't like her life position in life. She wants more. She just sees this as another stop in the foster care system before she's out on her own. And, you know, somehow, like, just trying to overreach, she fucking gets, like, the garage, every car in the garage stolen. She ends up taking the car that you worked on. Because basically when you work, like, it starts, you pick the car, then it says, like, I can't believe it took us all summer to get this thing running. So basically you get a maxed out car at the very beginning. You can put, like, a legendary body kit on it. And then everything gets stolen. So you're going after your car with the legendary body kit and shit on it. Which is why I'm like, it'd have been awesome if it could have been any car that you make your Halo car, not just these three. Because all Need for Speed games start with like the muscle car, the exotic, or the European car, and the JDM. Like that's every one of them. Like that's the three choices you get. And it should branch out like that too. Like if you pick a muscle car to start with, like other shit that goes along the way should be like muscle car. I don't know. I think that I mean, some of the, the story I like, I think some of the other stuff they do to it could, you know, be more tailored to, I guess, making the call, making the game replayable. You know, if you know you do muscle car line, the exotic line, the fucking European line, the JDM line, but it's good. I mean, it's we haven't had an Eve Speed game in like three years. This one got delayed a year. They fucking took uh, like they destroyed Ghost Games. Like they, the company that was working on it, like went away, and they brought in Criterion and. Oh, are you going to bring back Aaron Paul's character? And like he was never in any of the games. Yeah, but he was in the movie. They don't have, I don't think they make like they have like all the logos from all the games. The movie logo is not in there. Who was the bad guy in that? Uh the dude that played young Anthony Stark. No, young uh Tony Stark's dad. Hmm. Who was that? Oh, fucking, um, oh God, I know exactly what you're talking about. I can't think of his name. He's a really good actor too. Mm -hmm. But he's been kind of like, he was there doing the roles and then Oscar Isaac took all the roles that you would think he would be in. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, he was the bad guy in, in the movie. The movie is basically just a horrible version of the run, like the game that came out like right before the movie. And the run's a pretty good movie. Like the the storyline of the run is pretty good, but they made a movie and it was horrible because nobody believes that that Mustang was that great. I'm not much into driving games ever since uh, either Stuntman. <laughs> 
or fucking um, what the fuck was the the game where you just crash your car? Burnout. Burnout. Yeah. Well, that's who's making this one. Oh, is it? It's Criterion. Yeah, Burn. It's basically the, the 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 studio that made Burnout. Um. I mean, like it's. <clears throat> I'm, I'm not too I'm not too good or high on the uh, the money earning system for like the events because like once you play an event you can't replay it like you have one it's, I mean it's more realistic like all right we've got these races today because it's a literally a fucking calendar like this is all the events for this first week and you play each day and you can only do the events that day they don't repeat you can't go back and replay them. So you kind of like got to fucking plot out. All right, what am I going to do? You know, am I going to try and max out this one car to get, you know, or by the time you max it out and you're winning first easily, you're getting close to the point where it's going to tell you, oh no, you need a new, you need, like right now I got a fucking tray. I got a pond, I got a firebird, like an old school fire, like bandit, uh, smoking the bandit firebird. <clears throat> And it's as close to being up to the next level as possible. So the game says I should win every race first place. But it's also telling me, oh, by the way, you need an A-class car to go to the next level. So I either have to just update this one to an A. Oh, but wait, we're going to throw more B-level class things in. So then you're going to need a second car. I'm like, God damn it. Microtransactions. There has not been microtransactions in Need for Speed games. It's one of the games that I've never had them. Hmm. Apparently, that's everywhere now. Like every game's gonna be that. I don't know. Like there's, there's none. There's never been any in any of the Need for Speed games that I played. Like Heat, there's none in Heat. <clears throat> um, no, they get you on the the Need for Speed games. Will get you on. Like the actual, <clears throat> like standard edition and deluxe edition, and they'll give you like, like this one. I got the deluxe. I pre base pre order. Uh, I bought the deluxe edition last night because I saw like if you bought the deluxe edition, it opened up automatically right away. Whereas it would have, like normal the standard edition doesn't open doesn't go live until Tuesday of next week, December second. Yeah, that's Callisto Protocol yeah. comes out on that day. So, either wait, Callisto might be the fifth. Eight or ten bucks. It's like ten or twenty bucks more, and I got it a week early. And I, there's these extra cars are in it that, I mean, I don't know how anybody's supposed to get them since the fucking money earning system's so screwy, but. The second is this coming Friday. So no, next, whatever next week is. Well, no, maybe, maybe Midnight Suns comes. No, Midnight Suns must come out month, Friday then. Yeah, it's this Friday. And I heard somebody described it more as a, not a XCOM, but more of a fire emblem. I mean, it's still grid-based tactical. Yeah. There's another grid-based, like, um... I was going to get Tactic Ogres, but I'm like, ah, do I want to spend, like, because that's a fucking, almost like a 50, like, that's a $50 game. And it's not Final Fantasy Tactics. I'm like, eh, do I want to, I'm like, no. 
there's a Dio field or whatever, and it's a still like a tactical grid based game, but it's the graphics are way like way way newer. It almost looks like like Neverwinter <coughs> and uh, yeah. uh, Baldur's Gate, but like zoomed in with like more detailed like characters. So I might that might be my RPG that I get. Like the Gears Tactics was wasn't too bad, like it was kind of it was alright for like an XCOM. I mean, tactical games game. are pretty good. Like my only issue with XCOM Two is like it seems really short, or I'm just like screwing up so massively that the game just ends really quickly. I I just hate the fact of I'm literally standing next to this guy, but my hit chances is like it's ninety some percent. It, it, it's the and he still misses. It's the uh, the role of it's it's tabletop game. Like all yeah. XCOM is is tabletop gaming. Like that's literally how it works. You know, you always like there's no guaranteed hit. I mean, it's it's you know if you have a you know Stephen Larson the one percent botch. Yeah. Um. So I played Warzone finally. Um, Got released to the public, and um, it was like Warzone 2.0, and it's not bad. It's like actually fun. I never single, never played a single game of Warzone for the uh, when it first came out. The first map, Verdance, or the other one. I mean, I think Warzone. As a as a idea, I like it. I just hate playing with other people. Oh my god, the proximity chat. There's proximity chat now in this game. <laughs> and literally people now are just doing stupid shit on proximity chat just so they can be like make a montage mm-hmm. for their YouTube channel or their Twitch channel and stuff like that. Um, cause I was watching Tim, the tap man play. I've been watching doc play and, um, and there's sometimes like, I know doc always complains about the audio, not hearing the footsteps. Most of my kills came because I, I was able to hear like somebody running on a second floor when I go into a house or somebody downstairs running around and looting and stuff like that and I can hear it so I know somebody's there but um it's actually kind of fun like I only played like four games and did pretty decent but most of the time I'm running around not seeing a single person um like you said it depends on yeah it depends on where you drop in at yeah I was dropping in on a swamp area because it's like a whole bunch of little bitty houses close together. And I can just hopscotch through these houses and just grab shit. Um, the looting system kind of sucks. Especially for controller. Because it's just like you're fumbling through the fucking menus. Grabbing people's... Uh, grabbing stuff out of people's backpacks. Or grabbing stuff out of the cha- uh, the, ca- the chests. But then when you go to a buy locker. Sometimes... 
it's hard to like if there's multiple items close together and you want one item, it's hard to get focused on that one item to pick it up. You always automatically locking on to the all the different stuff that's closer to you. So you got to try to get at a perfect angle. And that kind of happens at the buy lockers where if somebody's there and they buy a gun and they drop the gun they're carrying, so now that gun's in front of the buy locker. So when you try to go get the prompt to open up the locker, you're constantly picking up the gun. Picking and up the swap, gun. And swapping or, the gun, actually, yeah. whatever you got. So my best game, I was in. I was almost in the top 10. And um, it was like my third game. And I was almost in the top 10. And I had a ton of money. And I'm like, I'm going to go buy me a fucking uh, proximity. Uh, no, a UAV. So I get there and there's like a whole bunch of loot in front of fucking the buy locker. And I cannot get, get the prompt the prompt to fucking go into the menus. And in the back of my head, I'm like, you're taking way too much time. <laughs> Somebody's going to fucking shoot you. And sure enough, like the second I got into the prompt, uh, I finally got the prompt, got sniped. Yeah, and I mean, it's like I said, like as a, a an idea, I like Warzone. I just don't like playing with other people. Like give me a fuck, like what is it? Like 50, 100 people in Warzone? In Battle Royale or whatever in Warzone? Oh, it's like 100 and something. Yeah, you fill that bitch with bots and I'll be fine. Well, they're there's also robots in that. There's, yeah, no, just give me a lobby full of robots and I'll be fine. Like, I just don't want to play against other people. And then it's kind of like, I've always thought of Call of Duty multiplayer like this. All these assholes just running around, jumping and shooting. Yeah. Like, that's not how war works. <laughs> like, go play Airsoft and see how that shit helps, like, works for you. That's more of the Halo thing of like, as soon as you see somebody, you automatically jump and then shoot, shoot down. At them. That's yeah. like a Halo thing. Yeah. Gears of War, you just have a shotgun. You run point blank out and mm-hmm. fucking shoot them in one, one shot kills. Um, but yeah, eventually, like if I'm bored and have nothing to do, I might just play a couple games of Warzone. I mean, so, I saw the... Um Definitely mute the chats and all that stuff. The I, I saw the comparison to for Modern War, like the new version of Modern Warfare Two, and the Shepard turn versus the original. And I'm like, oh, yeah. the new one, the old one, just was so much better. Yeah, because it actually killed all well, I mean, two characters. Well, it's not even that. It's like it seemed like there was more at stake. Like Pierce didn't negotiate with Shepard after that. In the original. Yeah, the campaign wasn't too good. Um, especially that in boss. Jesus Christ, it was so stupid. You had to craft your weapons. Like, you have to make impromptu um, shivs or um, explosives out of this. Um, there's this floor with, that's got construction going on on this floor. And you're fighting against two armored people. And then you have the bad guy running around trying to kill you. And it's kind of like the lights are off or there's not a lot of lights. So you got to fucking sneak around and you got to, 
find all this stuff. But if they spot you, they're just going to light you up. Yeah, I, I I don't know. It's just weird. Um, it's it's a the campaign's a Call of Duty campaign. It's fucking done it a thousand times. It's the same story. Um, then I played a game called Evil West. It's a it takes place in the late eighteen hundreds. I think the eighteen eighties, maybe the eighteen nineties. Um, vampires and other creatures rule, not rule the world, but basically are, um, you're fighting against them. Like the United States has their own like little agency to fight vampires and other creatures that's popping up and you play John, I think his name was. And your dad basically started the agency. He's the head guy. Um, and he created all this tech that only you use. No other agents use these the same techs. Like you get this gauntlet with like two little knives at the end of it and electricity. And it helps you like really punch the, um, do some damage when you do the melee punches on the vampires. And so, um, my first thought was, why didn't you just make more to give to all your agents if this is like the one weapon that can turn the tide? But it's a fun game. Um, first time playing through, I thought it was, it looked like a 360 game. Like one of those, I guess, towards the end period of the 360, right before they go to the Xbox mm-hmm. One and all that. Oh, it could have been a PS4 game. And um, and then I find out a buddy of mine I do co-op with tells me it's like, oh, no, you got to go to the menus and put in performance mode. And then you have to reset the game and then it updates it. Now it's in 4K up res, whatever. It's literally night and day <laughs> when you do it. And I'm like, why don't you start off with this? Why do you have to do this manually? Apparently in the PC version, it doesn't man like automatically start off in that mode. But in uh, consoles, you have to go in there and change it. Mm-hmm. And it literally, it I kid you not, it's like I'm playing a 360 game. Now I'm playing a fucking well, here's PS5 the, game. The the so the other thing that's come out, I can't remember what developer said it, and then he deleted the tweet net after he said it, basically. And it's like, they're still having to develop for two generations of games. doesn't matter if it's not on the Xbox One or the PS4, because the Xbox S isn't that much better than the other ones were. And anything coming out on the Xbox whatever the whatever. series X yeah the series X is gotta be on the S and the S is way less it's just barely it's like around the same power as the next a PS4 Pro basically yeah so they're basically still having to develop for last gen on the Xbox side yeah cause I guess you don't have I guess I don't do 
Yeah, they still do PS4 games. Yeah, but now it's like the big some of the bigger games are literally going like we're not going to be on last gen, but it's like mm-hmm. you're still having to put out the game on the Series S. So you're still kind of having to develop for that as opposed to just being able to completely develop for the two new systems. I mean, yeah. it's still the same thing like, the with the PCs, which was always like all PC players, like we're just so much better. I'm like, except they have to develop for all of these cards and like, what is the minimum we can run this game at? Like that laptop right there has got a 1060 in it, which when I bought it, was a pretty decent card and it only ever ran uh I mean I had to run the old Republic with like the shadows off and like no of the ambient lightning shit and I again I got that new one coming in it's got a 3080 in it I have no idea what all is going to be able to be played on that because I think we're, I think desktops are now putting 40 somethings in them. Hmm. <clears throat> so I don't know. Is the, the gauge is like, will this run crisis three at full capacity? I mean, that's still the meme. I don't know if it, it actually <laughs> is the benchmark. Cause I think with the remake of crisis still screwed up machines. <laughs> um, so remember that was the big thing. I mean, that was a trophy. Like, there's other. I think there's trophies in other games that literally poked fun of it. Like, yes, it will run Crisis or something. So I remember. Oh yeah, that was the thing. The developers Crisis, came out. It's like no PC. They haven't made a PC available to the public yet that can run this at full. And I think I think power. that I think honestly, when they remade Crisis, they did the remaster or whatever. I think it's still that way. Like. Mm-hmm. Nothing can literally play Crisis at full resolution. I don't know why. I, I, honestly, I don't understand why. Like, maybe it's just because I'm blind and, like, all that detail is lost on me anyway. Like, so, I paid, I bought that, right? It was, like, that, that TV right there. It was, like, oh, it's a little bitty smart TV. It was, like, 84 bucks, right? Then I realized after I get it, I'm, like, God damn it, it's only 720p. Yeah, because... I don't think they make 4K TVs that small. So, but that monitor right there, that insignia behind us that I'm using, I had bought yeah. that for the security cameras. That's a fucking curved gaming computer that runs refresh rate at like 160 megahertz, but it does 1080. And I paid a hundred bucks for that. <laughs> I'm like, God damn it, this TV is worse than the fucking monitor. The only thing is that's a smart fucking TV, so I can put that somewhere and fucking actually connect the internet to it whereas that's yeah. just a monitor what was that like a 32 inch yeah oh. i don't know i mean i told her like the big tvs will just wait for closer to when the house is actually built to get them because yeah i could have got an 85 i could have got an 85 inch samsung there was an 85 inch samsung for like 1300 bucks on amazon best buy had a 75 inch the 75 or an 80 inch OLED B2 edition, mm-hmm. a B2 model for 1200. Yeah, and you want the OLEDs, the OLEDs are better screens. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, uh, Evil West, 
it's a fun game. It's very bullshitty because it's literally your run. It's very linear. You run, and then you get to this big opening. It's like obviously this is going to be a. F- you're going to lock into this place, and then you're going to have to fight. And then once you beat everybody, then you can progress on to the next part. And it's basically that throughout the whole game. The first couple levels, you have an end boss. Either a giant werewolf slash spider hybrid or a giant bat uh, creature. But then when you get... It's like 16 levels in this game. It's a long game. You get your money's worth. But towards the back half of the game, the normal encounters now are just now normal enemies anymore that's gone Mm -hmm. now it's fucking boss fights it's basically boss run it's like how many bosses can we fit in this and as the you get closer to the end of the game the arenas you get to fight in are smaller Mm -hmm. and more fucking like literally one fight is four different bosses at the exact same time it's so fucking bullshitty (laughs) Especially on evil mode, like the hardest difficulty where two hits basically kills you. Yeah, it's meant to draw the game out. Oh, yeah. I did see the comparison for Thor Ragnarok between like normal mode and like God of War mode. Oh, my God. Who would want to play that game like that? It's God of War Ragnarok, not Thor. Whatever. Yeah. Who would want to play that that way? Okay, so let's segue to that. I watched somebody play... There's a one Twitch person that I watch. Um, not like his VOD, his videos that goes on YouTube, but I actually watch him on Twitch. Like the only person I watch on Twitch, Barbarous King. And he did God of War on Give Me God of War. Difficulty mm-hmm. right off the bat. First playthrough. He did pretty good. Like he... It took him a while to beat it. Like, it took him, like, over 30 hours or something like that to beat it. But, um, I don't think the story is as good as what everybody says it is. I don't think any of, I don't think the other God of War was as good as, like, like, everybody's saying it's like, oh my God, this is. I mean, this is, because everyone wants it to, I'm tired of people calling this the God of War reboots. Like, it's literally a sequel. Yeah, it's sequels. It's like these, reboot. like the other games did happen. They mention it quite a yeah. few times. Like the other game, like but they've been calling it like the God of like twenty eight, like the God of War reboot. I'm like, no. Like watching him play through the game, and it's like, even him got to the like he loves the first, the the twenty eighteen twenty eighteen God of War, God of War four. He's played all the God of Wars. He had ports of the PSP version, so he can play those. And he plays them on the hardest difficulty. He loves those games. He loved 2018. He's playing this one. And he's literally like, I don't give a shit about this story because it's so bad. Because it focuses on... um, Atreus? Atreus. I was about to say Atreyu. Atreus. And basically, Kratos is... I want that fucking... PlayStation 2 God of Wars. Yeah, where it's just a hack and slash. Yeah, where he's just like, fuck you, God. I'm going to kill you. I want him riding up fucking Gaia 
Yeah. Going up Mount Olympus yelling at Zeus, hello, father, I'm coming to kill you. But no, it's like... Dude, and then I was literally watching some of it. The dude playing <clears throat> Odin is great. But it takes me, like, here's big old fucking Thor. And all, like, <laughs> then it's the fucking... The, the dude who always plays the nerdy fucking CIA guy playing fucking Odin. He, he is literally the best character in that whole fucking game. Other than Thor also is very good. But Odin fucking makes up for... Just like his delivery and his lines and stuff. Also, I found it kind of weird that they're saying curse words, like English curse words. The problem, the whole point is, like in these games, it's like you're hearing it in English. Just, but they're saying like shit and fuck and all that stuff. I mean, there's, there's, they're trying, like you're hearing the translated version of whatever they're speaking. That's how I always look at English dubs or like when people complain, oh, why don't they use more, uh, you know, foreign language or whatever movies. Just it's like prey. They complained that the there was no Cherokee double, whatever it was. And I thought they did film like a full version, but it was a fucking dub. I thought they actually. I thought you were getting two separate versions of the movie. But when they came out, they were complaining that the trapper was speaking English to the girl. But everybody else was speaking French, and it's like you—you're supposed to just be like the Indians, the Native Americans are speaking Cherokee or Comanche. You're just hearing English. Hmm. That's how movies work. They are speaking Comanche to one another, but you're hearing English. Like that shouldn't take you out of a story. Like. The entire, the, 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 the biggest language in the world is still English. <laughs> I mean, as long, you know, until China and India, the popular, because even in yeah. China, like a lot of kids are still taught English as a second language. A lot of Indian kids are still taught English as a second language. It's. But that's again, that's that's a, that's an American thing. Like it's people cry and whine for other people. Like, mm. bro, can't you like? That's why the the French dude speaks English to her. Well, that's the American way. You want to fix other people's problems, but you don't want to fix your own problems. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's also the beginning of the game of God of War. Is um, Freya wants to murder the shit out of you? She literally becomes Kratos from the other games. I want to fucking murder you because you murdered my son. Mm-hmm. And that's like the whole beginning of the game. It's like, she's trying to kill you and, and your kid. And then you just team up with her and you tell the sob story about how you killed your yeah wife and kid. And she's like, Oh, I didn't know. Now we're fucking friends and well, I'm going to be mean, your companion because Atreus has to go off on his little fucking missions and you have to play as him. Cause because then the the, the the I saw the fight between him and Thor, and Thor's literally calling him out. Like I want the I want the I want the spotter. I want I want the ghost of Sparta. I want the yeah. dude who fucking killed Zeus. I want you know. Mm-hmm. Don't give me your stop. Like get up. <laughs> and that's a cool fight at the beginning. There's some cool. Like I think. I th- 
I think they went just way too cinematic with these two games. Literally, he's telling fucking people, he's like, I don't want to fight you. Why don't you be better? That's well, Kratos I mean, now. That's, Kratos now is well, the I mean, fucking... I get it. Like he, like that's what the that's what the whole 2018 thing was. Like it's old man Kratos. He's tired of war. Yeah. He's tired of killing. He just wants to live. And then, um, his wife, apparently, is voiced by um, guy was a name from Daredevil. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Deborah Wool, Deborah M. Wool. Yeah, I think so. Um, once I found that out, I couldn't, I could not fucking. I mean, it looks that. like her. Yeah, it actually does. Um, and I want to say it's the same boy playing Atreus now. He doesn't yell boy at me. He's like more... Like, Kratos is more sympathetic in his <clears> fucking <throat> game. I mean, it's because, again, it's, it's literally he only gets, man Kratos. He literally gets angry once, and he tells Odin, it's like, if you don't fucking back off, you're going to see... I mean, the I think old that's, fucking I Kratos. Think, I think that was what they were... In their mind, it's like, we're going to do old man Kratos... And he's going to be like this sauce, but, but there's always that in the back. Like he can snap, and he, but he doesn't snap. But there's <laughs> so much pointless stuff in that game. That's what I said. They it got too cinematic. They got too did cinematic. You, did you see like the whole playthrough, like a full playthrough? No, I've just been watching. Because there's certain items you go on to get that's pointless. You go get this, um, you free the north version the norse version of god of war their version of god of war mm-hmm. who what eight Ares was mm-hmm. you go free him kind of a pointless character that does nothing he there's a little twist in the middle of the game but it's really fucking nothing um odin is literally trying to fix the mask from the mask yeah, well, I mean, the mask is a... Loki. Yeah. So, supposedly, you're Loki. That's Atreus is Loki. Which never made sense to me. Exactly. Because that would mean... He's part frost giant. Yeah, but I mean, that would mean Kratos would have to die, and Odin would have to adopt. So, that's the thing. That's the end of the prophecy. And then, that's the destiny. That's what they're trying to prevent by giving Ragn... By when they killed um, Freya's son, I forgot his name, from in 2018, they started Ragnarok. And it turns out Ragnarok, um, they thought it kills, it destroys everything. But no, the prophecy was wrong. It only destroys um, Valhalla, where Odin's at. Mm-hmm. Not Valhalla, um, Midgard. Midgard. Sorry. Which is supposed to, is supposed to be Earth. Midgard is supposed to be Earth. But yeah, it's... I don't see the big, like... When they released... When Jeff Keighley released the nominations for Game of the Year. I mean, it's because it's the biggest PlayStation game they did this year. Well, yeah. It's that Elden Ring... Mario Rabbits, one of the Mario games, and fucking Stray, like the stupid cat game that 
everybody liked for like five minutes and then nobody played ever again. The problem is that's what every like see that's the issue with with games now. Yeah, everybody played it right when it came out because everybody's like, oh, I gotta stream it, just like God of War. Like, oh, I gotta stream it. Well, then this everybody who got this uh, everybody who got Need for Speed early. Oh, I gotta stream it. It's literally you play the cat game, and the game's only like two hours long. <laughs> I mean, need- length doesn't doesn't equate you know quality or like you know. But at least get your money's worth out of it. It was twenty bucks. It wasn't that expensive of a game. Hmm. And everybody got it free. <laughs> but Because it was a first party game they gave away for free. For a game that literally died off right after it came out. I mean, and all, you, hear, you, you never heard nothing about it ever since. All games basically die off now. Like, I can see, like... I'm pretty sure fucking God of War is going to win because it's more fresh in people's minds. Yeah, it's worse than the Academy. The yeah. Game Awards are worse than the Academy. Like, basically, you need to put your game out at the end of the year. If you had, if you made me choose one, because I watched... He also plays all the Bloodborne and Elden Ring mm-hmm. and those type of games. Dark Souls. Like, he, he does the randomizers, which is always fun to watch him play. But, yeah, Elden Ring was kind of cool to watch. I'm never going to play that game because I would end up Breaking my fucking oh my TV, getting me frustrated. Dude, one of my doctors, while I was in the, the hospital this past week, came in. I had my the white controller connected to my phone. I was streaming, you know, remote playing the PlayStation. It's amazing how much that blows people's minds. I'm like, yeah, you can't do it with the Xbox. I don't think you can't. I'm like. Like, no, they were I like, don't, I, don't I was exp- think so. I was explaining them like literally like there's an app on the phone that says remote pl- PlayStation remote play and I connect to my PlayStation. My PlayStation is playing the game. Mm. I'm just controlling it from here. And as long as you have a decent connection on both ends, it works. I don't know if Xbox has that. I thought they did at one point. I thought they, they might. had remote I play at some point. Never. Now they've probably taken it away because they just want you to get like Game Pass and use Game Pass on your phone. Which my new laptop comes with like a month of Game Pass. You should, dude, it's worth it. Like 20 bucks a month and you get a shit ton of games. Y'all get way more games than what we do. No, well. I'm just waiting. Yeah, you, I'm you waiting. Do. My, biggest, it, my biggest thing that I want them to add to PlayStation now or whatever the hell they're calling it. I just want old RPGs. Hmm. I'm like, I want Sokaiden and Sokaiden 2. The dude who made Sokaiden 2, like the director is doing his own, like, spiritual successor, like fucking the dude from Castlevania did, the dude from fucking Mega Man did. He's making his own fucking game, like, 100-something or whatever, and it's, like, soaking into it as, like, a fucking 100 characters you can fucking recruit. Um, the other the other game I played, which I have to go back and watch the opening, or watch the credits, because it's got the Louisiana Entertainment shit on it, and I don't know if the studio's here or what, but uh, Wasteland 3. Louisiana's entertainment credit or whatever is like, you know how like at the end of the Marvel stuff, it's like the Georgia Made logo. Georgia. Yeah. yeah. And even when like wrestling and all that's here, the Louisiana thing pops up at the end. Anything in like even wrestling in Georgia. Yeah. Wrestling in Georgia, Georgia, the Georgia thing pops up. So, yeah, that's in the opening, like, when they show all the, like, studios and shit, that's on the opening of that game. 
So I don't know if the studio's here or... I mean, it's not a bad game. It's, uh, again, it's like Neverwinter. Yeah. Fucking Boulder's Gate. XCOM. They, um... But it's open world version. Hmm. Like, you go, and when you go into a battle, the grid comes up, and you move around like that. Otherwise, you run around free room. Fog of War. Like, you can't see... You can only see, like, a certain perimeter around you. You can't... You don't see what's coming up. No, no. I mean, they're usually pretty open. Unless there's, like, I guess, like, an environmental thing. Hmm. It's pretty open. Um... AEW's game's going to be on Game Pass at launch. I don't know if they don't. I don't know, man. I just haven't been in the, like, wrestling game since, like... I think the last one I bought was the 2013 with Punk on the cover, and I was like, this is horrible. And I literally, I bought it so my nephew could play it. I don't know. I keep saying... it's the No Mercy people. I mean, it's, it no is. No Mercy is the best. It's yucks. It's the same people that were making the WWE, the WWE games for forever. But the... Um, yeah, other than that, I Sniper Elite 5 DLC came out today. And that was... that's mm-hmm. I was kind of messing around with that. And that was in on video games. Yeah, um... I had bought, well, I bought MechWarrior and Wasteland. They were like 10 bucks a piece. They were on sale. And uh, I just didn't like the controls of MechWarrior 5. Oh, yeah. Callisto Protocol comes out. I think it's next week. And um, it's either next week or Friday. One of the two. And like I told you, there's literally five different versions of that game you can buy. There's like a $60 game, a $70 game, an $80 that sound, game. That sounds yeah. like that sounds like Ubisoft. Ubisoft used to do that. But when you look at... I, I mean, they got to give you something so special what, for each one of those. And they don't say. An order to... Because I was trying to look. It's like, all right, this is the Xbox. Hand me the control. We can see right now if it says in the thing. Just hit, uh, hit X. Or go down. Yeah, now go go down. It might actually be up somewhere. Yeah, it's Evil West. To see what how, it is. How much is that? Let me see. I can't see that being a Evil West being a fucking full price game. It's fun. It's a cool game. It's kind of bullshit. Wait, what does that say at the top above West in that little square box? Standard edition. Yep, so it is a full price game. Well, I mean, it's a $60 game. First party games are 70 It's a good game. I say wait until it goes on sale. Yeah. Um, how fucking Madden. God of War. There it is. Close to protocol. Let's see. That all version the... is... That's the S- standard. See, because this is the day one edition. Uh-huh. And it's the PS5 and PS4. Yeah. And then there's like another edition for 60 bucks. That's probably just a PS4 edition. Probably. Because that's what the Xbox is. I had to buy the $70 version to get mm-hmm. the, the free upgrade. If you go down, they'll probably be, yeah, the other versions. <laughs> okay, now it's like they say it for this. 89 Oh, you get a season pass, contraband pack, retro prisoner skin. 
So they locked death animations to the to the to this edition. But if I go on Xbox, there's four there was like four different ones. I mean, there might be exclusive editions to the fucking Xbox. I don't know. I don't know either. But they came out with the Dead Space Collector's Edition. Mm-hmm. It's a fucking helmet. <laughs> That's what it comes in. And it lights up and everything. Yeah, uh, so yeah, I mean, I haven't ever played anything else. So um, when is when does this come out? To your right. Oh, the first. So it comes out Friday. Tomorrow, tomorrow at midnight? Or? Oh, yep. Well, tonight at midnight. I hope it's good. Um, <clears throat> basically a fucking Dead Space ripoff. I mean, it's the same guy who made Dead Space. You, I mean, you watch that trailer. And well, it's no, that's what, I mean, that's what it is. Like, this is yeah. all the original people that made the original person that made Dead Space made this. So, was that EA? Dead Space? Yeah. Yeah. Um, as far as things I have watched, um, you get a good pitch on that monitor. Dude, I'm telling you, that refresh rate is ridiculous. Like even at that, and that's uh, got the film over it still. Like even at Evil West, like that looks pretty decent. And that's got the film over it still. So, yeah, it does look that monitor does look really good. <laughs> you get fucking Sonic Frontiers. Oh, messy. They put Messi in oh, God of War. God. I mean, uh, Call Was of Duty. It? And apparently he kicks you. And <laughs> that's one of his uh, fucking assassination things. He fucking kicks you in the head or something like that. Dude, that dude just got offered... Ronaldo. 200? Ronaldo. Oh, no. That, oh, yeah. No, Ronaldo, Ronaldo got him offered, not Messi. But Messi... Sh- it's not like Ronaldo needs the fucking money. Oh, no. He's already the high... I think he's already like the richest athlete ever. But also, he basically walked out on a team because <laughs> I guess they sucked. I don't know. Oh no, he, no, he, I think he's been with Manchester forever. No, like he that. was with somebody else and just. No, he. I thought he was with Manchester and just didn't renew his contract. Yeah. And then Saudi Arabia offered him like two hundred and twenty-five million dollars for like three years. I don't keep up with the footy. I don't either. I just i I see it. It comes through on my feed, my news feed at times, and I'm like. Good God. A hundred dollar fucking Midnight Suns edition? I don't know what's in that. Oh, there's your Destiny 2 for a hundred dollars. Oh, that's the full... Like, there's... The versions of Destiny 2 with all that... That's, like, literally everything. Oh, Tesser. You fucking in every goddamn movie, TV show, and video game. And the... You know, the big thing that I watched uh, over the, the hiatus was... Uh, Pretty much all of Andor, or at least half, almost half of it, because the finale was awesome. You've not watched it, yeah. So don't say anything spoilery, because I want to watch it. Andor, and Andor dies on Scarif. <laughs> the Death Star kills him. Technically, well, yeah, technically, yes. <laughs> the prototype Death Star. No, that's the one from A New Hope. Yeah, but it doesn't automatically just. Completely blows up the planet. It well, no, because they don't. They 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 literally make they they make sure they say like it's not firing at full yeah full capacity full full capacity in in Rogue One. The um, because I've been avoiding 
everything about that show that since it started. So That's was, how you do a fucking. Apparently, something major happens in a prison. Oh my god, those three episodes are great. Yeah, Andy Circus is so amazing. That's what I heard. So, so I need to watch this before it gets spoiled for Dude, me. Dude, every like every three episode, it's like three little because it's what twelve episodes, so it's like four three hour movies. All self get like that fi- in the finale. Oh my god, it's so great. It's just so hilarious. Like the the whatever you ignore the the whatever the, the big holly all that you fuck with the cute little Disney droid. All bets are off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we got no K two, so that hasn't happened yet. Oh, uh, the security mm-hmm. security droid. So, I mean, this could literally, like, I think the original plan for the show was to, like, do five seasons, and each season would be, like, a year leading up to Rogue Rogue One. One. But I don't know, I don't know that that's what they're going to do now, because, I mean, this is all pretty, I'd say, with, like, a six-month time period, maybe, if that. Yeah, because I think the prison bit's like a month. Maybe. Yeah, so this has all got to be within like a couple, a few months. It does. It's not that big chunk of a time, but like a lot of shit goes on. Like you, Mon Mothma, his character is fleshed out so much better. Like she, you know, she's just not like this fucking iconic Star Wars, you know, just figure that has no backstory really like this is I mean the show's called Andor but you literally are following like all these different characters that I mean you could make a political ser- like a short political series about Mon Mothma by herself um like the West Wing yeah like just the shit she's trying to do and not get caught um, the Sarsgaard and his bit with the fucking rebellion. You got fucking Force Whitaker showing up a couple of times. I mean, I do like some of the theories about uh, Scarguard's character. I seen one fan theory that he's supposed to be a Jedi. Like the theory that he's like this fallen Jedi, like he's yeah. not Sith, but he's literally a Jedi that's like I'm just going to take revenge and I don't care. Like it kind of makes sense. But I mean, I I think as long as he would never use the for like say he's a former Jedi and he just fucking because a lot of, uh, like, Fallen Order, the, the what's her face in that, like, cut herself off from the Force. They've made precedent for, like, Luke cut himself off and nobody could find him using the Force. Like, so you could basically just, like, sever your ties. God, those fucking movies are so bad. 
But uh, yeah, I mean, it's really good. You need to get off your ass and watch it, even if you just watch a fucking episode a night. Yeah. Or like, I'll probably do it. I'm off an epi- Like, watch the first three episodes together, then watch the second three, and then I'm off this weekend, so I'll probably do that. That's so good, so good. And I love it. Like, oh, they gave the they gave a one dimensional character with no fucking charisma or anything. It's own his own show. I'm like, yeah, because that's what you do. You flesh out a character. This is how you make a prequel. I remember people liking his character in Rogue One. Yeah, but like a lot of critics said he was very, you know, it does, like this show does make like, because he was like the strict like rebel gun in the beginning of Rogue One and then like he makes that switch at the base before they go to Scarif with everybody else where he's willing to sacrifice his life or whatever. Yeah, it's a Han Solo thing. But this gives you more context as to why like he would make that decision whereas everybody saw it before like oh it's the Han Solo bit like no like we've never gotten anything from Han Solo that says he's the guy that would make that decision like it just it's it's out of place for Han to do it like it's very much after watching this series in character for and or to go and the rest of the guys because one of the guys in Rogue One with him in that like that group behind him on Scarif well not on Scarif on they on at, when they're on Yavin one of the rebels that's with him is in the show with him. <clears throat> I would imagine Han and Chewie takes the gold or yeah and Chewie's the one that made him turn around Imperial credits and. The whole time they're fucking flying off, Chewie's just nagging, nagging at him, yeah. and he's that's, like, "That's Fine. exactly how that. That's exactly how that. I, I guarantee you, if somebody were, that's exactly how it went. It wasn't Han that turned around and said, mm. i 'I'm going to do this.' It was Chewie going, and then he stayed because he wanted to bang the princess, and then he ran when he had a, a baby with the princess. Yes." <clears throat> Um, was there anything else? No, I mean, not really. Uh, I just watched a, a, I've watched a couple of stand up specials. Um, Trevor Noah, I watched Trevor Noah's last night. Um, I watched a couple minutes of his because it was on for Thanksgiving, it was on the TV in the background. Mm. He's like, he's, very, he's hilarious, very political. Yeah, stand up. But yeah, but he's hilarious. I mean, it's it's the Daily Show stuff. Yeah. <clears throat> um, Gabriel Iglesias. I think Gabriel Iglesias's came out since the last time we did this. But me and me and Teresa saw that at the arena. We saw that whole bit, which kind of sucks when you go mm-hmm. on the tour. You see it, and then like special comes out, and it's the same fucking material. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's why we were wondering if what we saw on Trevor's, cause he's going to be here in May. If it's just going to be the same routine. If he's continuously touring. Yeah. I just want to go look and see. If, I'm going to guess. Yes. Yeah. I'm gonna have to see if it's, if it's part of this tour or if it's something different. Is there a website devoted to stand up 
stand-ups on tour, like set lists with bands where you can look them I don't and know. see who. I don't think so. that would be what a, that playing. would be pretty good though. Like, all right, I don't need to go to the, see this because I've, I've seen it. I've, I've heard these jokes. Yeah, I've heard all these jokes. Because there's uh, fuck, who was it? Some comedian. I don't know if it was Chappelle. I don't think it's Chappelle. It might be Chappelle. Like literally every night is something different and he still kills for an hour, hour and a half. I mean, did- what's what's hilarious is comedy, stand-up comedy is really like the territory days of wrestling where you take the same material because you're traveling so far apart, you can do the same material the whole fucking go around. Yeah. And then you have to come up with something the next go around. Um. Yeah, who else? Um. The holiday special. Well, we can talk about the holiday special. We both saw that. Um. What ended? She Hulk ended. We talked about She Hulk last time, right? The ending. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, the only other major things that would have came out that, I mean, I didn't see because I've been, you know, trapped in the house. Um, Wakanda forever. But nobody, I mean, it's only got like $600 million, 600 and some odd million um, worldwide. So it is not doing as well as the first one did. Um Yeah, that's it. I don't think I've watched really anything of importance um, that you wouldn't have watched. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that's it for me. Um, I've seen quite a bit since the last time because of Halloween happened. We did a little Halloween marathon of horror films. Um, I'll start off first with Clerks 3. I mean, I have seen Clerks 3. I bought it. To watch it. <laughs> okay, so it's really good. Like it's so much better than two. Because I, I must be in the minority because I didn't like two at all. Like I, I didn't think two was that good. I mean, it was all like he said. It was not like the first one's Dante in what his twenties. Yeah. Third, the second one's Dante in his like thir- late thirties, and this is Dante in his late forties. <laughs> So, I mean, it's like Dante at different points in his life. And, like, literally this one was his love letter to the character that made him. Yeah, it's... More than anything, it's the movie. Yeah, what I I mean, well, it's what it is. It's And Dante was the main character. Like, this is Kevin Smith's love letter to Clerks and Dante for everything that it gave him. I think, if anything... Randall is the thing that made Clerks not more than Dante. But Dante is the main character. Well, yeah. Randall's, like, it's Dante. Dante is the straight guy. Yeah, straight man. And, you know, Randall's the comedy. But I do say, like, I wasn't expecting the ending the way it did, which makes sense um, to give closure, like, so much... This movie so much mirrors his life, basically, um, with his heart attack. And uh, it was actually funny. Like, it was really good jokes. Um, 
I think he's already rumored to be doing uh, Red State 2 now because apparently he's got to do a sequel to all of his films now. I mean, I don't Red State... I don't know that you needed to do a sequel. You need to do a sequel. Like, Red State's so great just because it's all about the crazy religious guy who thinks he's... He, like believes this thing, thinks he's here in the fucking rapture and it's just not happening. Well, I think he... Like, I don't I don't know how you make a sequel to that. Unfortunately, he died a couple years back. Yeah, so, I mean, this would have to be something like... What was his name? Another Michael. political, like, satire altogether. Like, it wouldn't follow anything from the first one, I would assume. I still haven't, I don't, I still haven't even seen, or even, if it's even available, as Kilroy is here. His horror film that he made, that right. was supposed to be like an NTF, NF, sorry NFT. I do not know, but it's also like he was gonna make um, Mallrats too. Like he literally told me face to face that Mall he was he wants to do Mallrats too, and he's gonna come back to the exact same mall that he filmed. Um, Jalen Silent Bob reboot the Brody's comic shop. That's where he was gonna film it at. And then Rest Day Two came supposedly, and then also um, he's gonna turn one of his movies into a TV show at one point. He's just got a lot, <clears throat> a lot on his plate. But I don't think we're getting a. Uh, Yoga hoses too, a tusk too. We still haven't got moose jaws to finish off his trilogy, his Great White North trilogy. Doesn't say. Oh. I mean, I'm assuming the people that bought the fucking things got to see it. Yeah. And it's also the character, the character sidekick that um, decides he believes in Satan now. He's a Satanist. Wait, what? In Clerks 3, how the real the, Oh, the yeah, the religious guy, kids. Yeah, yeah, they turn into goths. Yeah, which is pretty funny. His I mean, that's that's the... There's your red state, too. Like, just completely giving the middle finger to, like, churches and stuff. He just reminded me of Belko. Like, he looked like Belko. Yeah, he did. No, no, his buddy. Yeah, like the sidekick. Yeah, the sidekick, the sidekick, looked, sidekick like, just looked like Belko. And apparently, I think... In real life, he's dating Kevin Smith's daughter. Mm. That's why at the end, at the funeral, he get like they, she kind they, of waves at him. Yeah, um, and then she's she's the one in the uh, the the quick stop checking the milk. Yes, because I think that person's dead. Yeah, technically he died in Clerks. Yeah, that's who she bangs in the in the freezer. Mm-hmm. No, in the bathroom. Yeah. 
but it's kind of it's kind of funny is like when they're filming the scenes or when they go back and show the finished product it's literally yeah i mean you yeah the original film yeah I which I think was, was great, which was yeah. was the cho- the right choice to do, because I think if you'd have just had them, <clears throat> like when Dante's looking at the movie of his life, basically, is what Randall put together. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, God damn, they look so fucking young. Oh, yeah. Like they did not, like the guy playing Dante did not age well. <laughs> um, God, I can't remember his name, his real name. I'll remember it later. But, um, and also another thing that bugged me that I could not unsee throughout the whole film, I'm guessing Jay got new teeth. Yes, his teeth were like ridiculously white. Yeah, or either he got new teeth or... He got like veneers or something. Super, super white. Yeah, no, they yeah. were like perfect. Like, like no, they like they look like implants. You remember when Roman Reigns came yeah, back and everybody that knew. fucking... <laughs> it was exactly like that. I was like, I could not unsee it. But yeah, um, it's very good. Like I is it was a good mix of like a touching love letter to his what got him mm-hmm. to that point. And also funny. Like it had the audition scenes was pretty good. Just a montage of just random- Yeah, and the cameos weren't over the t- like a lot of times his cameo the cameos feel like forced. Yeah. Like they didn't feel forced in I'm kind. I'm kind of wondering what happened to Lily Rose, uh, Lily Depp. Like, why I mean, is she not a part of? I mean, she was just in. She was in both of them. No, she wasn't. She was in. She was in Yoga Hoses, and she yeah. was in Tusk. She I know she was in Yoga Hoses. She was. She played. She was. In, she worked the same store as. As as uh. As his daughter, but. Again, I thought those were supposed to take place in Canada. Yeah, that was supposed to be the Great White Trilogy. Yeah, so like that's why I didn't... That's the one thing I didn't like. She shows up. No, because Jane and Bob reboot, that's Jay's daughter from um, Shannon Elizabeth. Yeah, no, but it's not... I don't think those are not connected in the U- View Askew universe. She's wearing the convenience store uniform... From yoga hosers. But I think it's just a nod to those movies. Okay. Because I'm like, I I was like, I don't think those two movies has any connection with the rest of it. The rest of it. I've never seen yoga hosers. So yeah, I just, I just know that like she's wearing the same convenience store uniform from yoga hosers at the end. Well, when you see it, cause I think you, when you see it earlier in the, the, uh, I think she's still wearing it in the milk, like when she's looking at the. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Dates. I know she's wearing it when she's digging through the milk. So yeah, it's just it was. I just thought it was like like is it supposed to be the same? Because I'm like I thought. It's also that I thought that character was in Canada. <laughs> it's also the fact of Dante throughout this whole movie just cannot stop. Um, just thinking about his girlfriend, or wife, fiance, fiance that died of uh, Rosie O'Dawson's. Character. Oh no! Did they get married? I think they might have gotten married. She was pregnant. 
Yeah. So she, they either got married or they were... Yeah, because they had the same... Like, like, the tombstone had his last name on it. It was literally, like, right after... Yeah. Clerks 2 happened, she must have died. Yeah, not like... Because she, got... was, she was pregnant at the end of that movie. Yeah, so they must have got, like, a... Because she had the last same last name. Yeah. So they must have got, like, a quickie wedding, and then she dies. And then they, that was the one thing I was kind of, like, I didn't like. Like, she literally tells him to move on. Yeah. And, and he doesn't. <laughs> yeah. So throughout the whole movie, he's just fucking constantly like, I don't want to talk to any other girls. And he's always like depressed about it because his fiance died and his unborn child. The ex-girlfriend shows up, throws her a bone. Yeah. Let's bang. Like it, it didn't even take much. Didn't take a much arm twisting to like. Yeah. But I mean, he did see like her life was kind of just as shitty. So he ruined that marriage. Yeah. The only thing that really pissed me off, I would love to ask Kevin this, if I ever get to meet him again, where was Olaf? But he doesn't show up in anything else, just the first no. one. Like, just give give us an explanation of what happened to Olaf. Did he go back to Germany? No, Russia. Russia, that's right. Did he go back to Russia? It's Jay's cousin. In, in canon, it's Jay's cousin that's in town or something like that. And that's <clears> like, check this motherfucker. And he sings Berserker. Yeah. Like, making fuck. What does that mean? <laughs> Is it Olaf? I think it was Olaf. Either way, like, you just, just give, give us a throwaway. You literally brought every single other character that's still alive in, in Clark, real life. Yeah, in Clerks back. Like, you brought back the fucking two... Um, you brought back the original um, surge, uh, gum salesman mm-hmm. with the fucking liver. You brought him back. You brought back the, the couple that came in. Well, I mean, I assume none of these people were... Like, they were just local actors. So they probably all still live in Red Hook. Red Banks. Red Bank, yeah, not Red Hook. Red Bank. That would be that's where Taz is. <laughs> but the um but yeah, it's a it's a very good film. Like it definitely check it out. Uh like he still has it in him that he can Oh yeah, he could still make a a good funny movie. Oh, Dogma. That was another thing he was talking about redo, uh making a sequel to. Which is the one thing I kind of agree with you. They should have gotten that cameo in at the end and had Alanis Morissette show up mm-hmm. in the movie theater and had her like throwing popcorn or something at the screen. That would have been hilarious. Although the problem with it is like that would have really made more sense if oh, his face was still alive though. Alan Reitman was still alive. Oh, um, because <clears throat> God didn't have a voice, remember? And that's why, yeah. you know... Michelangelo or Raphael? I forgot which angel was he. Yeah, I mean, he's playing the voice of God, so, mm-hmm. like, you kind of needed them both. You or you could have had her, like like you said, like, she's in the front, like, throwing popcorn and 
towards the end because you let him have his tender moments mm-hmm. and his like stuff as like he's that. leaving the he's like what is this when he's leaving yeah when he gets up and he when he gets up and he's leaving the movie theater like she's just fucking throwing popcorn at the fucking screen or she he's she's throwing popcorn and he goes up and confront or she gets up like when the movie's over and just goes over there and like go on it's time to go like reaches out her hand mm-hmm. and he doesn't know what the fuck's going on and that's Rosie Dawson's like I think we should go with her and then yeah I mean there could have been a, a place for there, there 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 was a there was a there could have been a place for she could have been the usher it's like so mm-hmm. the movie's over yeah it's time to go <clears throat> but um so I seen that another movie I tried to avoid all spoilers for because I heard so much about it um barbarians it's on HBO Max and I heard so much. It's like, like the Airbnb movie. Yep. Okay. Literally, everybody said those trailers does this movie no justice. You watch the first thirty minutes of this movie, and then it just completely takes a fucking left turn out of nowhere, and it's just a completely different film from from then on out. And um, so I sat and watched it. It's about this girl. Goes to Detroit for a job interview. Stays at an Airbnb. Super bad storm. Just raining like a hurricane. She goes to the front door. She punches in the code for the key in the lockbox outside. No key. So she can't get in touch with the own uh, person they rented from. Knocks on the door. Nothing. She goes back to the car. Sees the light turn on. She goes back in. Turns out. The Airbnb got double booked. So she gets to spend the weekend with a scars guard, Penny Rise. So that whole, like they said, the first 30 minutes, you kind of think it's like, all right, something's up with this scars guard guy. He's, he's almost too perfect. She made a documentary about these kids in Brooklyn, I think it was, and blah, 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 that in jazz, and nobody seen it, but he knew it. He seen it. So, and he's like, being this, it's like, she was going to go to a hotel. It's like, no, it's pouring rain. It's fucking pitch dark. You can just stay here. I'll sleep on the couch. And she's very reluctant about it. It's like, listen, I'll show you my driver's license. You can do whatever you want. You can take a picture, send it to whoever. And it's like, um, being a perfect gentleman. She goes and takes a shower, comes back. He's like, I got this bottle of wine because they had the fruit basket with the wine. I don't want to open it without you being here because I don't want you to think I might have drugged this. Being overly. Oh, yeah. Being so fucking chivalrous. Shiver. Chivalrous and so... over like so anti me too. <laughs> like Yes, exactly. He's the perfect guy. So they're talking, they're having a good time, they're drinking wine and stuff like that, and um, he helps her fucking change the bed sheets. Like, being the perfect gentleman. So, you think something might happen, but it doesn't. They go. He goes to lay on the couch, and, he's, and um, he said something about, like, he has, um, he kind of talks in his sleep sometimes. So, so she wakes up, in the middle of the night, her door's 
slightly open. She's like, that's weird because I closed the door and locked it. So now the warning bell. She goes, gets up and sees Skarsgård asleep on the, starts screaming. He wakes him up. And, um, and then from then on out, that movie definitely takes a fucking turn. I don't want to talk about it because I don't want to spoil it. It's something you have to watch. It's very Sam Raimi is the best way to describe it. Comedic? Kind of. Um, Justin Long's in it. Speaking of Tusk and <laughs> other View Askew movies, he's in it. And he plays the perfect fucking douchebag Hollywood writer exec type guy who's just about to make his big break in Hollywood. Like he's a complete fucking douchebag. And you'll you'll find out why throughout throughout the movie. Um there is one problem I have with this film. Other than that, it's a great film. I highly recommend to any any horror fans to go watch it if they have HBO Max. The neighborhood this Airbnb is You could have find a better location in like Baghdad or Iran, more like Well, I mean Detroit every house on that block is boarded up. Well, I mean overgrown. that's what Detroit looks like at this point. All right. But this one house, perfectly well kept, grass cut, all this other stuff. Every house around it for blocks. Trying that gentrification. Crack houses. What's what um what was that stupid movie with the dude from Avatar who was blind? Oh, Stephen Lane. Yeah. That fucking horror movie. Oh, um See no Hear No Evil? No. See no it's, evil. Um, it's uh Breathless No. It'll come to me. Whatever that movie, the first one, he li- it was in Detroit. And yeah. he's in this house and the rest of the neighborhood is fucking No, you de- look at demolished th- fucking You look at this house, it's like crack house, crack house, crack house, crack house, crack house, crack house. But yet none of the streetlights work. It's like one of those things. And that was the instant warning bell. Oh yeah, like, I mean as that's you're driving what it should up, be like, like all right, I'm not staying. And then here. this one nice house in the middle. I mean, it's it's they they trying to gentrify the neighborhood. But I mean, that's yeah. basically what it is. You can go to Detroit and buy like these massive houses that have just been abandoned. So the next morning, when she wakes up, um, Scott's got already left to go do his little interview thing, um, and he left a, like a little note for her, and she's all happy. And it's like, oh my god, I'm gonna bang a Scott's guard this weekend. <laughs> and so she goes out in the daylight. And she finally sees what the neighborhood looks like. And you're like, holy shit, this looks fucking awful. There's no way I'm going to stay here. She even does an interview. And the person uh, she's doing an interview with is like, oh, where are you staying at? Oh, this is Airbnb and I forgot the name of the area. She's like, wait a minute, you staying there? It's like, why are you staying there? Oh, it was cheap and all this other stuff. And she's like, okay, you really shouldn't be there. Oh, it's fine. I'm. I got a Scars guard with me. He played fucking Tarzan. I think that was the Tarzan one. Or maybe the other brother played Tarzan. Yeah, it was the other brother. It's it the, the, tr- other the bro- true brother. The true, the true blood, blood brother okay. played 
Yeah, I'm staying with Pennywise. It's fine. <laughs> um, and like, still no fucking warning bells going off in the head. And then when she comes home, that's when the movie fucking makes that turn. But speaking of that neighborhood, I saw a um, it was online. It was a news article from a local station. Actual drive-by gun murders in the neighborhood have gone down. Do you want to know why? Gas prices went up. Monkeys are rolling on each other with paintball guns. Oh, I've seen TikTok videos of that. Like, like they don't they they don't use lethal. Like they just roll up on each other. It's like one big massive game of paintball. So. I don't have TikTok, but somebody showed me this video of there's a person who makes videos, he drives up and down um, airline at night and when the prostitutes are out, he'll fucking just roll up on them and just yell something at them and fucking pull out a paintball and just... I mean, that's being a dick. These are like people like, like instead of like rolling up on each other and like throwing actual lead at one another, they just roll up. Why though? I They, they interviewed him and like they were tired of like the actual... Killing people? Killing, like, so they just... It's like the Chris Rock joke. You want to stop fucking gun violence? You you fucking make bullets like $1,000 a piece. So they were, like, literally just... They just decided one day... And they'll just roll up on anybody. It's like every... It's an accepted game. Like, they're literally sitting outside the houses during the day with, like... I mean, I used to play paintball back in the day. And, like, it's... Because they were, like... It, you in like fifteen hundred bucks, and then like mm-hmm. you want to fucking keep going. It's like fifty dollars a day for air. Like, it's an investment. <laughs> so it's almost it's almost showing off as much as it is. Like, but they showed them like these all these old empty fucking abandoned. How they just fucking lighting the houses up for fucking shits and giggles. Wait until they realize you can freeze those paintballs, and it hurts even more. I sort of think, I don't think it's it's about it's just about literally because they fully expect retaliation. It's just a fucking big game of fucking paintball. Mm. A better example: you go up to the fucking New Orleans East right now. <laughs> That's kind of what the neighborhood looked like. I mean, yeah, there's some places in New Orleans East that still look like you know run down like Katrina uh-huh. hit yesterday. Uh huh. You roll back in the back of the Ninth Ward. There's some overgrown streets that are like. These houses, like this neighborhood in Detroit, look like maybe a year after Katrina. Yeah, no, it's just saying, that, like it's, that one motherfucker went back and rebuilt immediately. Yeah, and every other fucking house is boarded up. And it's 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 one because what it was literally is Detroit when all the fucking those neighborhoods were full of people that worked at the car plants and shit. That's basically the backstory on the house. And I'll leave it at that. Yeah, but I mean, that's what those, that's why those neighborhoods look like that. They were literally neighborhoods full of people that worked at the plants. Yeah. And then when the plants closed, banks got stuck with all these houses they foreclosed on. I want to say it's... Barbarians would have been like one of my top two fucking movies of the year. But it's, I still can't get over that fucking... The thing of like... She walks out in broad daylight and just sees this fucking neighborhood. But I mean, like, you said she made a, a a documentary about jazz and like kids in Brooklyn or whatever. Like, yeah, she said, like sounds like a character like one of these you know transplants in like the Marini and stuff where they oh. think 
living in this area and like this that makes them when everybody in hip with the culture and stuff when everybody moved to brooklyn and made that fucking yeah and they gentrified brooklyn and, yeah. yeah um so yeah definitely fucking go see it very good film justin long is great speaking of gentrification i mean it it's called, you know, I do call a lot of people like because I've worked with I've worked with people who would just transplants, and he even referred to himself in his video as one of the filthy transplants. But it's a guy who moved from up north, and he lives in New Orleans, and he makes history videos, and they're so fucking entertaining. Like he he makes a series called uh, Checkmate Lincolnite, and it's literally a union. He dresses up as a union soldier oh, and a, a confederate. Yeah. I and they him. argue with one another. So fucking funny. Yeah, I've seen him pop up in my recommend. He's so funny. Like he's they yeah, like I didn't know he was from here. Like when I started watching it, I'm like, and then I saw a video. He did uh like a 30-minute documentary on the uptown or the upstairs lounge, the fire. Oh, the fire, yeah. And I'm like, wait a minute, is he? And then I went looking through his shit and I'm like, he fucking lives here. He did a fucking following in the footsteps of Bienville founding new orleans and he literally dressed up as bienville got in a canoe paddled down bayou st john the entire way <laughs> got up walked through the seventh ward in a treme it was so funny like somebody saw him literally and he's dressed up and he's got the big french flag the the the, the bienville flag and some dude yelled out from his porch oh you finally found the seventh ward and he's like, yes. And then his camera guy goes, and somebody else will take credit for it anyway. I remember when we played that, the documentary about the up, upstairs fire. Um, it was a pretty good documentary. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I, that's I'm like, dude, like why? Like that's the kind of stuff I always want to do. And she even says, yeah, and you guys could have did it and you didn't do it. And I'm like, <sighs> um, next movie. There's a couple. Um, Dead Stream, which I told your wife to watch and she liked. Very good film. It's on Shutter exclusive right now. And it's basically this Twitch scream, Twitch Twitch streamer, streamer slash influencer. Basically, it's kind of like a Logan Paul type dude. He's got this big following and he does all these stupid stunts and it's always like, I always have to one up myself and it's always people. It's like you taking it a little too far and then he takes another two steps. He's a habitual line stepper. Um, so he gets to the point where he fights a bum. The bum gets hurt and gets sent to the hospital and he never knew this bum had a condition and he gets canceled because of it. Because it made him look like he was mean and took advantage of this poor mm-hmm. guy who's homeless and all this other stuff. So he gets canceled. So his big return is, I'm going to go spend the night, 24 hours, in this haunted house out in the middle of fucking the woods. He takes his spark plugs out of his fucking engine, throws them into the woods. So he can't. He can't fucking go anywhere. Locks himself in the house and he basically live streams. He sets up cameras and all the main places, gives the backstory. And the whole movie is basically the rest of the movie is him live streaming inside the house by himself. And the guy who plays 
the lead, also directed, wrote, I think he did the special effects. He, like, he did everything. And he did a great job with, I guess, his character, like, playing as a fucking influencer, fucking those upper scale fucking Twitch streamers that gets like millions and millions of followers and views and shit like that. And, um, and the whole time you got a live chat on the side. So it's kind of funny sometimes to read the live chat. Mm-hmm. So as the movie goes on, he's trying to prove that the ghost is real and all this other stuff. And he, nothing happens of course throughout most of the film. And then the later part shit, shit goes wrong. But it's a very good film. Like, I enjoyed it a lot. It's also, like Barbarians, literally it has the biggest Evil Dead vibe. Like, he had to be inspired by, like, Evil Dead-style Sam Raimi while he filmed this movie. It's funny. It's very comedic. Slapstick action in it. Very a la Three Stooges what they did in um, Evil Dead with um, him fighting the Deadites and stuff like that in Evil Dead and Evil Dead 2 mainly. Um, yeah, definitely check it out. Um, small indie film. Makes me think of the, uh, while sitting in this house, I thought up of uh, a horror movie of basically my own situation and the crap we hear upstairs. Well, just being not being able to walk hearing like crap upstairs and actually being like a person or something in the attic. Well, you can do it two ways. It's one, you get cabin fever and you think you hear, you think you're hearing shit, but it's really not. Or two, those stories of people live in other people's Mm -hmm. houses without even them knowing it. Yeah. So what I'm saying, I, I didn't, you know, I haven't written it down, but I mean, that's basically what I was, you know, I was coming up with ideas for that and how to do it. Cause even, uh, just using, cause I mean, I got the blink cameras to watch the animals outside, but like have it set to where like, I tell who, you know, I tell the white, you, whoever, like, look, I'll be fine. I can take care of myself. Here's Life. the cameras that you can. I got, dude, I can hash this out right now. I don't know if you want to say it on the, on the <laughs> recording so somebody will steal this. We mail this to ourselves. <laughs> it's right here. This is the recorded this is the recorded statement that, that this <clears throat> is a creation of this show. Yeah. And then we take the podcast, put it in a mail <laughs> and mail it to ourselves and now it open. Um she goes on a law conference. You're home alone for a week. Uh you have your nurse come by every so often. But you know, you start to notice little things throughout the house. Like you got the camera set up. Mm-hmm. You hear stuff from upstairs and you keep checking the camera, but you don't see anything. And then like further on when it gets, starts to get a little bit worse, you notice that cameras moves, but nobody's been up there. Stuff like that. The camera goes out, but you mm-hmm. still hope. And the noises on the steps gets closer, like closer, closer down, down yeah. the steps. And all you got is a chicken to protect you. And um, just throw a chicken at it. <laughs> so you can do that route. You can do either route of cabin fever. It's all in your head. Medication's fucking with you. 
or somebody's actually living in your house. Yeah, because I was saying, I was thinking like the security, do it the security camera way. That way I can just put it at the angles and not have to actually have a camera person and just do it. Oh, you can just do it first person, like live act, like I'm live streaming at my house. Mm -hmm. Kind of like what Deadstream did. I told her, (laughs) she was saying because she couldn't sleep last night. I said, you know what I've been doing lately to help myself sleep? I've been writing a book and it's so boring that I fall asleep. I've been writing a book in my own head and it's so, uh, my story's so boring that I fall asleep relatively quickly. She's like, um, you're supposed to write books down. You know, you're supposed to write on paper. And I'm like, not in your head. I'm like, it's just how it works. I used to, my thing is I, I would rather take a tape recording and just say the whole thing without Mm-hmm. Not having to write it down, I'll have somebody else write it down for you. I told, I got told because I mean, I, I, when I, when I'm, I'm I'm writing and stuff, it all it just comes to me as I would see it in a movie. Yeah, I know scenes. I yeah, have scenes. so I I don't know how to translate like what I'm seeing in my head for this bit to the written word. It's also I have scenes that I want to do. It's just a transition from getting one scene to another scene to another scene and making it coherent and watchable. And then how do I end it? Because she was like, they make screenwriting software. I'm like, I don't want to write a script. I got like three different fucking Yeah, I'm like, I don't want to write a script. I want to like literally start writing. What you can do is... not Like a novelization of the movie that has been playing in my head since I was 14. What are those cartographers? The court people. Yeah, the type. court stenographer. Stenographer, that's it. Um you can pay one of them to basically come there and they just fucking you say shit and they type. I mean I used to have a writing partner, but he uh once I didn't work at the school anymore. Yeah. He really I mean literally his published book, the first chapter is a short movie that we wrote and it literally says in the, like in the, you know, dedicated to like, you know, Wayne McCarthy, the, the, who's the first chap, like it literally says the first chapter of this book started out as a short film. Um, all right. So now we get to two movies. That's I watched X and Pearl. And then Pearl right afterwards, the prequel. Um, X was another film that I heard a lot about that was kind of blowing up on the indies. Um, and it was made by Ty West. So it's a very, um, very good at horror. Basically, he can make, like, any movie he makes he can make it perfectly like set that time period Mm -hmm. because X takes place in the seventies and it has this seventies grindhouse type feel to it. He's, he can make period pieces. Yeah. When he made Pearl, Pearl takes place in the forties or thirties. No, 
It's got to be because it's no, the, the old. Isn't it the old woman? No, I'm taking. I take that back. It's the 20s. Yeah, because I was saying because it's isn't it the old woman? Yeah, it's after World War One. This happens because she goes and watches a movie, a talkie, <laughs> at the, in uh, one of the movie posters is that's playing out there is Cleopatra, like from 1923 or 24 or something like that. Because mm-hmm. I remember that poster and I'm like, fuck if I. That post is like $150,000. So, yeah, it's one of those crown jewel posters. Yeah. Um, so, and when that, it it looks so much, like it play Pearl plays so much like a 1930s, 1940s, Hollywood, bright colors um, type movie. Like, did you see, like the mm-hmm. romantic stuff. But yeah, it's like those two movies back to back. The only reason why Pearl got made is because they made X in New Zealand. Right when lockdown happened. So they couldn't leave. So they made Pearl. Yeah, they made them both basically at the same time. Yeah. So the lead actress that played that does double roles in Pearl, I mean in X, she plays one of the porn actresses. And then she also plays Pearl, uh, elderly Pearl basically convinced her to like hey won't you stay help me write a prequel film because we're not going anywhere mm-hmm. they l- literally mm-hmm. used the same house looks a hundred times different because it's all the grass is cut yeah it's all cleaned up all well kept and stuff like that it looks like he did such an amazing job like he's such a talented writer and director um also two very good films like to check out also on I don't know if they're on HBO Max yet or maybe Amazon I mean basically everything's on Amazon you just gotta yeah, pay you gotta for it either pay or rent it well no I mean yeah if it's on like a channel thing you just pay for the channel through Amazon and then well, I guess hell no well, at this point if Hulu keeps uh, Disney keeps fucking jumping up, up in the, the price li- up in the price of the live yeah. TV on Hulu I'll just do everything through Amazon. And then we get to the movie that we're on complete opposite ends on. Oh, real quick. I watched black Adam too. uh, black Adam. It fucking sucks. It's a typical DC film. Very bad act, bad writing. Uh, the rock isn't very good in it. Literally. They made T2. Because there's a young kid that's trying to teach fucking The Rock like modernism stuff. It's like, hey, when you when you beat up a guy, you should say a cool catchphrase tagline. Or you should, um, you can't kill anybody. Like, it's literally T2. And the kid's aggravating, and he has no purpose in this film other than to remind him of his own son. Well, I mean, in that, it's, it's the... The parallel with Shazam, because you know yeah. he's got his friend is the kid sidekick. It's also Pierce Brosnan and the guy who plays Hawkman are great, like together. I would rather, much rather, a film about them because it's portrayed in the film that they're very close friends. They've been going on mission. They're the J Justice Justice League Society. Just Justice Society. Yeah, of Justice America. Society of America. And 
it, it's implied that they've gone on all these missions together. They're super close friends. And then the movie falls apart simply because Amanda Waller is the one who sends these people out. Yeah. To go. Like, why are any, why is anyone listening to Amanda Waller? Exactly. Ex- Especially, Especially the end. A <laughs> hundred times the end. Like, this movie's badly written. In The Rock... I think at this point it was just, this movie needs to get done. He wants to do it so badly, and then it's like, all right, we should do with Shazam. And, like, have Shazam show up. And then Shazam bombed, and he tried to distance himself from Shazam. So he's like... Oh. I mean, it, couldn't have, it didn't bomb so much that they didn't make a sequel. No, it's the fact of like the critics didn't like it, oh, and, I mean, dude, and also fans didn't like it I that mean, much. How either. many rock films have been critical darlings? No, it's not so much the critics. Also, the fans didn't like it. Dude, none of these DC movies are. Uh, yeah, because they, they're, they're all not because nothing is like the comics. It kind of looks like, and it's also it looks like the Rock is just phoning it in. It's because he gets to just play the Rock. He's very mono, like because he's a fish out of. They try to play the fish out of water. And if you got to, if he fucking says, I'm not a hero or somebody calls him a hero. And then he says, I'm not a hero. He says it like a fucking thousand times in this movie. It's one of those like DC is all over the place. None of the movies look like the comics. They don't follow the stories from the comics. Right. And it's also, it doesn't make sense. Fine. Amanda Waller's, fucking sending out these people why would you send out you send out four people black adam is basically equivalent to shazam and superman yeah i mean it makes no because again you sent out you sent out dr fate the writers which dr fate should have been able to do something like dr fate was good and like the jsa would have stood like just the actual jsa would have stood no chance against black adam Dr. Fate is the only one because there's not anybody else that's in the JSA that should have, well, they didn't use the true Justice Society of America. They used two people from the Justice Society and then gave us, no, three. Adam Smasher is a member of the Justice Society of America. So, you send Hawkman and Dr. Fate. And then you send two rookies who's never been on a mission before. Yeah. Um, I can't remember the lady wind or something like that. I can't remember her name. And then Adam Smasher, who is the nephew of the original Adam Smasher, which that's fine. That's how they all, that's how it usually worked. And to explain that there's this very out of place fucking cameo where he's FaceTiming with his uncle who is fucking Henry Wrinkler. And literally, Henry Rinker's talking to him, and it looks like he's doing a fucking cameo. <laughs> it's a very quick and brief scene, and basically, that Adams, the guy who's playing Adam Smasher, is portrayed as a meathead—not a meathead, but like doesn't know what he's doing. Well, I mean, that's what, and it is what it is. It's and all, not not very smart. It's all bad, simplistic writing. Oh, Adam Smasher gets really big, so he's just going to be a muscle-bound idiot. And it's also the jokes in this movie fucking don't land Dude, you, could you imagine just, just think how many versions of this script there are Probably this movie's have. been trying to be made for like 20 years since um fuck i think the rundown yeah i want to say he's yeah he's been trying yeah so there's so many versions of this script 
where where you you bring into Justice Society, you got all right, Doctor Fate, Fawn, Hawkman, Fawn. Where's Hawkwoman? Where is the original Green Lantern? Oh yeah, um, original Wildcat, uh, Star Girl, Guy. Guy Garner is Green Lantern. No, no, Guy Garner. No, that would have been uh, Alan Scott. No, Guy Green Garner Lantern. is. <clears throat> yeah, Alan Scott. Alan Scott would have been that Green Lantern. Um, Flash would have been Barry Allen. No. Yeah, it would have no. been Barry Allen on that one. No, it's Jason. Um, it's Jay something. Oh no, Jay Garrick. That's right. Jay Garrick. Yeah, it would have been Jay Garrick. Because yeah, Jason's named after him. Yeah, it would have been Jay Garrick. <clears throat> Like there, there is a team in the Justice Society that could have put up a fight. Yeah, if you got the OG ones, yeah. Yeah, Star, Star Girl. No, not Star Girl. Um, God, who's the female with the fucking stars? Patriot. Anyway, um, and then the big fucking there's. The evil guy. It's a twist. Oh my god, he's evil this whole time. They show the flashback of like how he got, what happened to him and his kid. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, the MacGuffin that the dude's still around and shit. Yeah. No, 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 no. So the king wants to make this. All right, stop me if you heard this one. There's this rare material <laughs> that's only found in this one location, and it's the most expensive rarest fucking material in all the world <laughs> but it's only found in this one location and it has this really stupid fucking name like uh avatars unobtainium unobtainium and all this other stupid shit vibranium yeah but at least vibranium is better than unobtainium I forgot their name but it's a hell of a lot worse it's not as worse as untanium that's fucking god awful, but it's fucking bad. And so, this king wants to make wants basically enslaves the town people to dig up, mine all these fucking um, this mineral so he can make this crown. And supposedly he gets just unlimited power and stuff like that because he's making a deal with the seven demons of hell, something like that, by wearing his crown. So, the guy who plays the king is also playing the guy who's a part of the, like the good group of archaeologists. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, obviously he's the fucking bad guy because because yeah, you see he's the, the same, same a- dude. Yeah. It's the same actor. And then it turns out, oh, the big twist—he's the fucking last descendant of the king, whatever his name was. It's like, well, didn't see that one coming. I, I just, yeah, they're badly written. His, the Rock's son, the the way he gets his powers is different from the comic book. His son tries to rally the people. He's a he's the hero. He's we're not gonna take this shit anymore. Like some poor fucking schmuck finds a a decent chunk of this material, and for some reason everybody tries to fucking gang up on him. And this kid's like, no, no, no. I mean, they kind of, you're trying to curry favor with the king because they found some. Yeah. So everybody's trying. And this kid comes over here and just convinces all the people. like, no, no, no. We should be together. We should fucking unite and all this other stuff. So the people's like, all right, 
yeah, I'm going to go back to digging in this fucking sand, looking in this mountain, looking for this material. So he brings the fucking guy to the, I guess, the head foreman of this um, dig. Mine? Um, no, labor. Forced labor. And um, he's like, he found this material. He should get a reward. And he was like, oh, you want a reward? Here's a fucking sword to the gut. And he kills the fucking dude who found it. It's like, they're evil. You well, really I mean, think they're going to give them a reward? You, you're trying to, they, they, it's, a, it's crappy writing of trying to make the rock sun look altruistic and good. There's a reason why. Let me get to it. So he's like, wait a minute, you just kill the guy? You're evil? He grabs the rock from the guy, runs off, starts yelling uh, the name of the town and Unite and all this all stuff. And he gets to the top. He throws up the fucking diamond cutter. <laughs> and it's supposed to symbolize something. That's his fucking symbol to, to Unite. Literally, he was like, Jay-Z at fucking a concert <laughs> throwing up the diamond. So he's starting a rebellion. King wants to shut this down before it fucking starts. So he kidnaps the son. He's going to behead him in front of everybody. It's like, this is what you get for defying me. And The Rock, of course, can't do nothing about it because he's being held back. Sword comes up. The second before it hits him, disappears. His son becomes Shazam because he showed heroism and all this all stuff. So he gets the power of Shazam. And then you find out towards the end of the film what happened to his son. They find out that Suzam is the Rock's son. So they, the soldiers attack his house. They kill the mom. The Rock's about to die. He shows up, sa- saves them, kills everybody. To save the Rock, he gives him his powers of Suzam. So here's my question. Hold on. And then a phantom arrow comes out of nowhere through the fucking house, kills the son. And then he becomes Black Adam. And he just murders the shit out so of everybody. So he, here's my question. Does The Rock, are they de-aging him? Are they nope. making he's, him look smaller? Like he's, he's exactly the same because this is what happens. He becomes... No, I'm talking about before he gets the powers. He's still ripped and... He's a little smaller. Not much. He's a little small. He's also covered up a lot because at the beginning, before he steals the rock, a guy comes over there and it's like with a hood on and a fucking, you, you don't know who it is, quote unquote, you don't know who it is. Wink. Obviously, it's the rock because it fucking sounds exactly like the rock and he tells the guards like, oh, no, no, no. He's just, don't worry about him. He's just making a mistake. Let me, he's my boy. Let me take care of this and blah, blah, blah. And then, he tells his kid not to be a hero, keep your head down, and stuff like that. <clears throat> and that's where the whole. But at no point does the is the rock not a brick wall of a man. No, I'm. He's still a brick wall and fucking. That's what I'm saying. Like times. so, at no point do should we believe he is being overwhelmed and hurt. <laughs> so when he transforms, he there's doesn't no, change. Doesn't change, and also he's Black Adam. Like, Which I mean, again, black, like he Black Adam. Well, the, technically, Black Adams live so long. So he doesn't change out of being Black Adam. No, he just stays Black Adam forever. Yeah. 
So he goes and just murders the shit out of everybody, kills the king before he can put the crown on. The, he makes the crown. The second before he makes the crown put on, literally, it's like um, Soldier Boy from The Boys. Mm-hmm. He gets that fucking rage and he just loses mental capacity. Yeah. Capacity and he just fucking, he just nuked everybody and then the wizards were like wait a minute you just killed a shitload of people even innocent people you wiped out the reason why this town or this city disappeared was because of you you murdered thousands and thousands of innocent people so we're just gonna lock you up in hibernation for thousands of years and then it's a bad... It's one of those films you just watch and you just... <clears throat> you can shit on. Because, I mean, the whole big thing in Kingdom Come was Billy finally grew up to the point that he looked like Shazam. Because he didn't change when he was fighting Superman and he kept saying Shazam, Shazam, yeah. Shazam. The thing with Black Adam is he never undoes it. He's always... He, he never gave the power... Like, he doesn't turn the power off. It's just... It's so... Again, I'm always at the point, like, there's people who have been writing these stories for decades. And there's a part in the movie towards the end where Black Adam kills the bad guy before he can put the crown on his head because they found the crown is in the same location where Black Adam was in hibernation. It's also, Black Adam doesn't know who's in the trailer where he's just murdering all those soldier mm-hmm. people. So it's the kid's mom and, and her brother and the evil guy, all just looking for the crown. They finally find the temple. They go inside. And she recites the words to awake Black Adam. Black Adam wakes up and just, like in the trailer, murders, murders the shit out of everybody. <laughs> then, then he sees a rock falling down and it's about to crush her. But he saves her. And then goes back to murdering the shit out of everybody else. It's, it's horrible writing. Um, there's scenes in the trailers that's not in the movie. It's like one of those things, mm-hmm. like the the airplane scene. Yeah, wait, is that that's not the jets? I mean, that's not in the movie. Um, he does catch the rocket and gets blown up by it, but at the end, he murders the fucking bad guy. The kid gets messed up. He realizes throughout the whole movie they want to bring him in to put him in hibernation again. At Waller's Black Ops site, some prison for super mm-hmm. people. So when he messes up the kid, he's like, "Yeah, you're right. I I need to go back to sleep." They bring it to like Antarctica, a fucking Arctic, like some frozen prison, and it's basically he gets put in a pod. They put him in jail, shit, and he goes to sleep. They demolition man him. Basically, yeah. I'm like. Okay, that's fucking weird. There's no big epic fight scenes or not. Oh, wait, there's still 40 minutes left of this movie. <laughs> what the fuck happens? 
to fulfill the prophecy. You got to be killed by the hero or whatever for the crown to work. So technically the guy got killed by Black Adam. Crown gets put on him. Now he's a fucking supervillain murdering people. So Dr. Fate, as he's basically doing a suicide mission by himself, he basically blocked out so nobody else from the JSA can help him. He's going by himself. He's this is it for me. I'm done. I'm going to do the suicide mission. So not Dr. Fate. <laughs> exactly. And so Dr. Fate, as he's fighting this, the main guy who there's no chance of them winning because he's super powerful. Um, as he's doing it, he's telepathically talking to the rock in hibernation, telling him, listen, you're a good guy. You should fucking do the, the right thing. And the rock breaks out his thing. Technically, he doesn't have his powers anymore. He de-shazammed himself. And now he has to fight, like, prison guards and stuff like that with guns and riot batons and shit like that. And then he goes into the water. And then he gets his powers back and he fucking flies off super speed and he fights. And spoilers, Pierce Brosnan dies. Gets murdered. So, A, the helmet would have not let him do that. Like, Dr. Fate and the person wearing the helmet are two separate people. That's how that works. Yes. The Dr. Fate would not allow the person wearing the helmet to go on a suicide mission unless he had someone else he knew was going to wear the helmet. Because without someone wearing the helmet, he... <clears throat> it's also Chris Brosnan said in interviews it's like yeah that's, I mean I wanted the money and fucking I mean like, I don't blame gonna, him they're gonna pay me a lot of money yeah I don't blame and plus him plus I wanna be cool in front of my kids say I was in a superhero film yeah I mean I don't blame him for that it's like but again it's just it's it's horrible writing it's it's mm-hmm. 20 years of scripts that all got thrown together and like Kevin Smith said when he was writing Superman like there's producers that want certain shit in movies mm-hmm and make a big fucking deal out of it. I don't think they made toys out of this. I don't think there was a toy. I don't line. think they, yeah, I think they, they probably learned their lesson after Green Lantern. Um, and then you get to the end credit scene. Um, the one scene in this whole movie that makes absolutely no sense. Yes. I don't know why people went fucking nuts for it. It's awesome Henry Cavill's back as Superman. That we know of, because according to rumors, he still hasn't signed a deal or anything specific, like ironclad with Warner Brothers. So, apparently The Rock is the reason why he got the cameo at the end. Or, he's coming back as Superman because Warner Brothers didn't want Henry Cavill back. Apparently, according to The Rock, it was him. Well, yeah, no, because, I mean, according to every, like, they wanted everything redone. Yeah, because originally the reboot was going to be Michael B. Jordan. Well, it was gonna, well, yeah, but he wasn't going to be Clark. It was going to be yeah. It was going to be a different. It was going to be. But they were going to build somebody else. Yeah. They they was probably going to try to build a universe around him. Yeah. As the their Superman. Um. And then, Amanda Waller in a hologram drone basically tells Black Adam, "Fine, I can't put you in prison. Then that city is your prison. 
the second you step foot out of that prison, out of that town, city, whatever it is. Yeah, the minute you leave Kondak. Kondak. Yeah, that's it. Kondak. It's on. And, and he basically tells her, there's nobody on this planet that can um, touch me. And that's when Superman pops in into frame. And they just have a stare off and that's it. And that's how it ends. And again, like in context, Black Adam would be like, I don't know who the fuck that is. Yes. One, who the fuck is pretty boy here? Yeah. Black Adam would be like, would take that as a challenge and be like, all right, I just stepped out of contact. And it was like, all right, bring him. <laughs> fuck it. Uh, two, it made a whole much sense if a fucking, if it was Shazam. Yeah. Uh, three, why the fuck is Superman taking orders from Amanda, Amanda Waller? Waller? Yeah, that's the biggest one. Why is Superman taking a... It's another one of those DC films. It's like, this is not connected to any other films. It, I'm guessing it's going to be... It's like Birds of Prey is not connected to... Um, Suicide Squad. Dude, I'm telling you, like James Gunn better get his shit together. <laughs> the cool thing is... <clears throat> Henry Cavill has the look. He has the fucking S curl. Oh yeah, no. Now he like they they went full blown like they told the Snyder bright blue suit. Snyder is probably like calling him every day. He's like, hey man, I still got some stories about you know some more Man of Steel shit. You know, hello, is anybody there? Um, because I don't know what is fucking Moon horror film. That's not, no, 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 no. That's not a that's not a horror. It's his Action. version of Star Wars. Is oh, what that is. God, I'm sure it's going to be over. Because he couldn't, he couldn't get a Star Wars movie, so he made his own version of Star Wars. Like, there's nothing like saying I'm deliberately ripping something off. Yeah, let let me. This isn't an homage. This isn't Lucas homaging Kurosawa and spaghetti westerns. No, this is like I couldn't get a Star Wars movie, so I'm gonna make my own. Disney small Rebel, Rebel Moon or whatever it's yeah. called. Disney was smart not to give me a fucking <clears throat> film. So I'm going to make my own film because Netflix. Netflix is dumb enough to give me the money. Yeah. Because I made a stupid zombie film for him. And um, DC ain't returning my calls. I mean, I think James Gunn could salvage at least the actors that are look in what, the DCEU. Look what he just James, come up with new stories. Look what James Gunn did. He took five fucking superheroes out of the Marvel Universe that nobody gave a shit about and made them into one of the best fucking movies oh, yeah, Marvel yeah. made. Like, yeah. Guardians nobody, of the nobody cared about... Guardians of the Galaxy was not high on anybody's list. Two's a little iffy at times, but it's still good. You get Kurt Russell. Yeah, I mean, that part of it is the, the, his changing of his origin. I, I kind of don't like, but mm-hmm. well, changing of Quill's origin. It happens. It's all these, all the Marvel films. They got to change it. And then the comic book changes. There. I mean, I like in the space, the, the, uh, the, the holiday special, you know, Yondu gave him his guns and he mm-hmm. gave Yondu the little doll. And it's funny that, um, <clears throat> and then you look at fucking Suicide Squad. The second one was pretty good. It was great. It's probably like one of the best DC films. Again, it's one of those Nolan's. ones where it's like, why isn't Superman flying in and fighting this big ass starfish? He actually made Starro awesome. Yeah. And sympathetic because it's yeah. like he was just, 
I was just floating through space. <laughs> yeah, I was just floating through space. And these motherfuckers brought me to Earth. And, and experimented Chang, on yeah. me. <laughs> he fucking... Now you know who fucking Peacemaker is. Yeah. He made John Cena a fucking... I'm telling you, because John actor. Cena was never going to be a fucking... Uh, A-list star. No, not, he's never going to be The Rock. Peacemaker ain't going to be that bridge. No, but it, it gave him more credibility. Yeah, and it's also <clears throat> every film he's done, he's always the comedic but, I mean, if out it of suits character. Him. It suits him. Yeah. Because he doesn't want to be... Like type, Vince, was make, Vince was making him the Marine. Like, was making him mm. this jacked up action star. 12 rounds? 12 rounds, the, mar- the first Marine... Yeah. Like, and Cena's got better com- comedic skills than he does, I think, serious acting. Yeah. Like, you, like most comedians do make good dramatic actors, but you've got to put in some work on comedy first. It's like uh, <clears throat> Helmsworth. Yeah. Chris Helmsworth's fucking hilarious yep. in the movies he's done, minus Ghostbusters. Um, but yeah, uh, James Gunn. He took Polka Dot Man. Yeah, it made him relevant and made sympathetic. Him, yeah, such a great character, a funny character. The guy who shot fucking Commission, Commissioner Gordon <laughs> in Nolan Batman. And he's, uh, what's his name, Dinky and Ant Man? Is, is he part he's of, the crew? of the crew? Yeah. The Russian? Yeah. Huh. Baba Yaga. <laughs> That bit in the second one's hilarious. When they the truth serum and Goose mm-hmm. just pops up and he's like, "Bye bye." <laughs> um. So yeah, then we get to that. The film we disagree on wholeheartedly. We watched Terrifier two. The movie that it supposedly was making people vomit in the theaters and get up and leave in disgust. Somebody took a picture of they went with their best friend to go see the movie and she passed out. And From what? And there's a picture of them like the paramedics and stuff in the lobby, like taking up blood pressure and all this off stuff. And it Okay. It's because this is all right, I'm gonna tell you. You didn't see the first one. So you don't know, and also you're demoralized, like <laughs> desensitized to like that type of violence, because we've seen it tons of times in other horror films and in um, real life, video games in real life. People who's not like there's nothing to watch at the movie theater, but I'm hearing a lot about this horror film. And it's around Halloween. Let's go see a horror film. Not knowing what they're getting into. I mean, it's just because it, it, it's not even like they. It's shot digitally. It's still too. It's too clean. So nothing looks real. Everything there is no computer effects in that movie. No, everything's but it's, practical. It's shot digitally, so everything looks. Yeah, too clean. you can see it's prosthetic and rubber. And yeah, it stuff looks like too. Like, like they could have threw a film grain or something over it. I think there's only one scene where they had to use digital effects. I can't rem- I can't remember which one. The guy, old girl glowing. <laughs> maybe a that. magic sword. Um. <laughs> so he's the writer. 
the director, the practical effects guy. I mean, I'm gonna look. He, he does everything. The uh, again, I'm not my 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 issue isn't the effects, the kills. It's magical cosplay girl and the sword. See, that's why <laughs> you should watch the first one because the first one doesn't have none of that. I mean, I'm not. That's what I'm saying. I'm not saying like Terrifier as a friend. Like I'm just saying Terrifier two as a story. Oh, it doesn't make any sense. Doesn't make any sense. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't need to be two hours and <clears throat> Terrifier as a slasher. I will give you is good. Like Art the Clown is a great character design, a great horror slash, like a horror monster. See, that's why. See, this is like the fourth fucking time he's made art. Yeah, he's put been in other. Yeah, he's been in three other, like the first Terrifier there was an anth- and like two other shorts. There was like, two anth- other movies. There was an anthology where one of the shorts is him, where mm-hmm. he basically goes and terrorizes two kids and their babysitter. And then you have the short where I think it's just the diner scene or the, I think it's just the, the pizza scene from the first movie is the short, if I remember correctly. All Hollows Eve, I think it was. And then you have the first movie where it's just like kill, 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 murder, gruesome deaths, just fucking gruesome. No backstory, no nothing. It's just him terrorizing this poor girl. And unfortunately, these people get murdered just because they're in the in the, in the building with them. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I sort of, I, it, it, this is very, it's, it's very, it harkens back to like the great slash, like this is a, I will give Art the Clown and the style of movie, it's on the same level as the original Friday the 13th, the original Nightmare on Elm Street. Halloween, like it's art is that to me, like should be considered like you can continue this. And for no reason, like I was much more interested in like the clips the dad had in the sketchbook that kind of went nowhere that went nowhere. (laughs) I'm guessing it's setting up for a sequel because this movie was at first it was put on um, either GoFundMe or Indiegogo to make a sequel. Mm hmm. And he set the amount at I think a hundred thousand or fifty thousand or something like that. It went up to like two hundred fifty thousand dollars. So I mean, as a, on a filmmaker level, like as somebody who's tried to make movies, like I'm all in on it. Like this dude made a feature length movie. Nobody gave him money but the people who wanted to see it. Yeah. And like you said, he's the practical effect. Like he do, he did all this on his own. Well, here's the thing. The reason why he did that is he made Terrifier one became a cult classic. Everybody loves Art the Clown. Mm-hmm. And then a studio approached him and it's like, hey, listen, we want to give you money to make a sequel to this film. But we're going to own yeah, and he everything own, yeah, from our like, right. no, this is mine. Yeah, yeah this is mine. So he, he went the fucking crowd, crowdfunded route, got $250,000, made the film his way he wanted, ended up making like, 10 14 million dollars yeah, in the box like, office yeah when we were talking about it before it was at like seven which was like a few weeks after it came out it was number two in the box office at like 600 screens on like a thursday or something like that i think the day it premiered or the day after it premiered it was number 
it got to the point like over the weekend it was number four on the weekend behind like big budgeted films it actually came back to more theaters it went from like I think 600 to like over a thousand at AMC they only played it one time <laughs> the dude who plays Arch playing the Grinch in the knockoff horror version of the Grinch oh that's cool I, I watched that trailer last night um, he's in like some fan film playing the Joker too. I got to find. I think I read about that. I think it's on his IMDb. But also, yeah, Terrifier Two does have its flaws. Story backstory that that, that goes nowhere. That I'm guessing is going to get tied up in the sequel. Of. Um, that girl takes a hell of a fucking beating and still lives. That's the one, the one kill, like one bit. I'm like, well, no, 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 I'm sorry. There's two compared to what he did to the final quote unquote final girl in the first film. Mm -hmm. She got all fucking, but what I'm saying is like that girl should have been dead long before her mom got home. Yeah. Like there's, and it's also every character they introduce, they kill off. It's just it's set up for a kill. For yeah, it's set up for a kill. The other thing is when cosplay magical girl is in the tank, she should have been bleeding out. She should have bled out before she got out. Also, technically, I think she, um, I think she almost drowned too. Like something happened. <laughs> like something got stuck. Yeah, because I mean, they had all the prosthetics on her for where the cuts were, but they weren't, she wasn't bleeding. I'm like, no, she's literally in a, like, she should have bled out. It's also the kid, the brother. Um, oh, he could take a beating. Yeah, he got his ass kicked. But what was hilarious is like, Art wasn't trying to kill him. Art was trying to beat him to death. See, that's ties into the first film. Like, what he did to the final girl in that film. And the only reason why she survived is because the cop showed up and um, you'll see the movie. Well, I mean, I open it. I say he's got a big ass hole in his head. Yeah. So clearly he died in a hail of bullets. Well, technically, yes. Um, and it's also the fact of it didn't need to be that long. Like there's some stuff you could have cut. It didn't. It didn't need to be two hours and twenty something minutes. I mean, I don't. I... It's also what type of friend. I, my thing is, there's all of it's there for a reason, but it's not the paid off. Only yeah, because I'm like the bit with the 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 the, the brother, and you know we establish a lot. Which is why it's there. The whole bits at the school with the possum and all that. We're, we, it, it's going somewhere. It's almost like a Freddy Krueger thing. But it doesn't go anywhere. It's like when he's at school and he thinks he sees him. But clearly he did. Like The whole point is he clearly did see him. Yeah, he really is there. He really was there. And so he saw the little girl as well. 
which we don't establish. Like, is it just art? That's clearly the little boy saw the girl too because he recognized her from the clip. Because it's probably there's like, there's got to be some connection with the boy because he focused a lot on him. Yeah, and that that went nowhere. Yeah, and and that went nowhere in choice to follow the sister. Slutty make slut slut cosplay. I don't know. Like, hey, I'm your best friend. Here, have a drink. Oh yeah, by the way, oh, yeah, I put by the way, ecstasy. I just you. <laughs> I put a chunk of ecstasy because you're a little too uptight right now. Yeah. Or, or you know, her trying to explain her costume. Like, this is the character dad made for me. Yeah, I'm pretty sure mm. your dad didn't want you to dress with, you know, everything hanging out, going out in public either. Um, And then at the end, it's like, of course, J- Chris Jericho is in this fucking film. That, that took me out. I'm like, I was just like, Jesus Christ. Like, that took me out completely. So apparently he threw up on set. According to his, this is his story. He had no idea what the end scene was going to be. But he didn't, like, the only reason he would have even seen it is if he was just there the day they filmed it. Because he's not in the end. The girl goes... Yeah, the nurse. So the, the nurse goes, not him. Well, I'm sure they probably shot that scene while he's on shooting his scene later on or earlier in the day. And he just probably was just hanging out on set. Saying, hey, I'm like, bro, Jared, la you champion. Have, you have been on the road... For how many years and you've never seen someone sitting in a pool of their own blood cradling a head? And shit. In afterbirth. Afterbirth. I mean it's from saying like come on. Um in the f- Then you've had the easiest wrestling life ever. <laughs> and it's also Felicia Jones. It's like, of course Felicia Jones is in this and she gets murdered pretty well in that film also. Um, but I still liked it. Like Art the Clown is still a great character. I don't say, I'm like I'm not gonna argue Art the Clown is a great ca- like, but to me, character design does not make a great movie. If I had the time and the money, I would go to North Carolina to Mad Monster Convention because the di- the director writer guy is gonna be there, and also the guy who played Art the Clown is gonna be there, and he's gonna be taking photographs and makeup and makeup. Yeah, that's kind of awesome. But as long as I, like, great character design does not mean, I don't know, maybe for, I I, I overthink movies way too much. Because I just could, like, that whole daughter storyline just pulled me right out of it. It's And I was, I mean, when I was back in, once I saw the sketchbook and I'm like, okay, okay. And I'm like, hold okay, okay, hold on, we've established none of these people know anybody from the first one. And the dad was sketching out dead bodies and like, all right, now I'm back in. God damn it. I don't give a damn about you and your, your costume. I mean, honestly, I think the best, the best bit for me was the head as the candy bowl. Yeah. And like all the kids are just like, cool. Well, it looks so lifelike. Yeah. Grab those Skittles. Um, yeah. Cause I think, his name's Damien Lennon. Damien something is the director, writer, and stuff like that. And this is basically all he's made is like Terrifier, Alt the Clown stuff. He hasn't made really anything. And else. he's Kevin Smith. He's got his one thing that he does, and he's going to get famous for it. There's a guy called oh, fuck. I can't think of his name. Something Seaver. 
he he had an underground cult following. He basically wrote, directed, produced, starred in, and it was called Teen Ape. That was his character, and it's all these crazy fucking movies where Teen Ape is in. Mm-hmm. It's like raunchy comedy, horror, different genres and stuff like that. The dude knew his fucking niche, knew his crowd, and just played to them. And just yep. kept doing the same. It was actually pretty good. Like someone was actually funny, and and he just kept developing this um, following. And that's pretty much what he's gonna do. Um, eventually, you're gonna have to do something else other than art to prove that you're capable. Yeah, you can't just ride his coattails the whole time. But um, I'm looking forward to see what happens with. Three. No after credit twist like the first one does. No, the twist was the fucking woman that gives birth to his head. It makes sense if you watch the first film, <laughs> which you didn't do. It's like you're going into fucking like... Um, I was going to say Star Wars and never seen the first one. It's like, how does everybody fucking know what the Wookiee saying this giant dog uh, I mean I'll eventually watch Terrifier 1 so you got three movies you gotta watch you gotta watch, watch Terrifier Deadstream Deadstream no that was a car going by oh. and um, Barbarians yeah Um, <clears throat> I think that'll do it we're at like two and a half hours uh, and I'm getting kind of hungry. The holiday special was so so. Uh, it, yeah, it was it was good for what it was. Like it wasn't meant to be anything massive. It was meant to hold you over until volume three. It focused on two characters. That's only funny in <clears throat> short bursts around the more talented. I don't know. I think comedians. Mantis is way funnier than Drax. Drax hmm. is. I, I've never found him overly funny. Not really. No. Like his deadpan. It works. Like I said, it works. In bits. In bits. Like, I can deal with Mantis, though. Like, like, Mantis is the more... I'm curious... Funny one. I'm curious to see his new film, the M. Night Shyamalan film that he's starring in. Who? Batista? Yep. Is it just me or did he look fat? Yeah. His face just looks... But I think he's almost done with Drax. Oh, yeah, you know he's not playing Drax. He, like that, I'm pretty probably, Gun's probably gonna kill Drax off. But also, I th- think a lot of the Guardians are done after three. Yeah, they only had like they were only signed up for what they were. I mean, really, all you need is going forward. You need Quill. Access to to Quill. So Chris Pratt is still young enough to. If he wants to do it. Yeah, I mean Batista's pretty old. Like his, yeah. he's not gonna be able like. Chris Hemsworth said he's never getting back into that Thor shape again. It's just not possible. Also, he said if if they make a Thor 4, if it happens, if they want him back, it has to be like a dramatic, like a drastic departure from what the... It's going to be Old Man Thor. It's going to be Old Man Thor. It's going to be... I take one, that back. Thor 5. Yeah, it's going to be Old Man Thor. It's going to be... Thor, Odin. It's going to be like... He's, Odin. Yeah, he's going to be Odin. Mm. <clears throat> but, um, 
Yeah, I think that's it. Um, like the, the the holiday special was was decent enough. I mean, it wasn't a lot of Christmas songs. Well, I mean, it was a Christmas special. A lot of Christmas songs, not even good ones. That first one was funny though. Yeah, that's the real band in yeah. makeup. That that was that was funny. Yeah. I mean, and again, Kevin Bacon got to play. You know. Because yeah. he, he has his band. He got to play his music. He got to play a Christmas song. He didn't even do the Footloose thing. Let's dance. And then... That day, he could have done... Fucking done that. He could have done that. Um, I and then like, just out of nowhere, we're going to throw in this bit. like, oh yeah, by the way, I'm fucking Quill's sister. No, I mean, I think that's the natural progression that like... It's supposed to lead Why did Mantis... Why was like Mantis kept around... Because they changed how they changed Mantis completely from the the comics. Well, one of the main reasons why is because he can't sleep. Yeah. And so, but I was she was the only like, person so, that could do it. But why did he take her to begin with? Because he can put her to sleep. Yeah. No. Which why did he even have her? Like, it, I I like the whole like he was one of the kids that Yandu dropped off, and he kept her around even though she couldn't. He couldn't do what she needed to do with her. But and it's also the one thing that nobody picked up on on the reaction stuff or the screen crush mm-hmm. or the other videos literally that cartoon style is fucking heavy metal or any of those early 70 uh i'm sorry early well, no, 80s, screen late crush 70s. said it was it was the, it the, was the lord of the rings thing yeah the rotoscope lord of the rings but more it looked like more like heavy metal i mean just animation the, the the aesthetic of it but I mean, that's it's all basically the same. That was that animation style. The John Candy short where they fucking sniffing space cocaine. Yeah, I mean, it's the the probably like a lot of people probably wouldn't know heavy metal if you said it, but a lot of people vaguely remember that Lord of the Rings. I mean, I remember watching that Lord of the Rings in school. I think I seen it on fucking Cinemax one day. It was like. Oh, cool! A cartoon. Oh, what the fuck is this shit? I have no idea what's going on. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was a bridge. It was a bridge to volume three. Oh, also, real quick, uh, planes, trains, and automobiles still fucking hilarious. <laughs> I didn't know that was a Thanksgiving film because you got if you have a holiday at the at the family house, you have to put in put on some movie that relates to that holiday. Not a whole lot of Thanksgiving movies. Uh, no, you just play that Grindhouse trailer. Oh, Thanksgiving? Thanksgiving over and over again. Yeah, you can do that. <laughs> Fuck the turkey. <laughs> you can do fucking, uh, I think, Full Moon. Oh, whoever does the Gingerbread Man fucking movies. Oh, yeah. I think that's Full Moon. Or oh, maybe Trauma did a fucking turkey that kills people movie. Oh yeah, there is a movie about a turkey that goes around killing everybody. I can't remember what the hell it's called though. I do remember that movie though. And they made a sequel? Yep. I can't remember what the fuck that's called. It's not Poultry Guys. Because that's about chickens. That was a trauma film. It's a really bad film because the turkey. Thanks killing. Thanks killing. Two thousand and eight. Yeah, because it's like a puppet. Is it full moon or? Mm-hmm. Independent race through Kickstarter. Oh okay. 
And then he made a sequel. Two, because there's a Thanks Killing three. Oh, there's a three? Yeah. I know there's two. I remember, I think I watched a video about two. Yeah, because I mean, basically, it's Mercy the Buzzard. Yeah. It's what it looks like. Yeah, that's what it looks like. Starring Turkey. T-U-R-K-I-E. Oh, yeah, I guess that's it. Uh, so, same time next week, more than likely, probably, yeah. Uh, so, I'm Wayne, that was Paul, and we'll see you later.